last week she just stopped and looked at me on the couch and she goes, have you always been this much of an a-hole? <laughs> and I'm like, I think so. <laughs> but I grow on you. <laughs> oh, man. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, maybe you need a time out. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook Live show. You know, it's exciting. They have decided to take that Facebook Live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You are an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to us all. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right. Looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. I'm gonna get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sound good? Yeah. I don't even know what's going on here. Oh, look it. You tag me. I did tag you. Tag, you're it. Yeah, see, the thing is, is that if you're going to go through withdrawals of not having Facebook on your phone, I might as well be there to support <laughs> you. So You know what's funny about that? <laughs> and we're live, I know. It's okay. Don't worry. Zucker- Zuckerberg will get us off of here. So I got a funny story about that, by the way. Oh. Zuckerberg. And the censorship stuff, because they got to go before the Senate committee next week. Hey, real quickly, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Luke and Rory Facebook Live show. I am not Luke. That guy's Luke. I'm Rory. That's um, the word. Everybody listening on the podcast, I know it doesn't do you any good if I say that's Luke and I'm Rory. Uh, but nonetheless, did you'll you understand. Me? I did tag you. And if I did... Oh, you know what? This sucker... Yeah. Good morning, John. <sighs> Gosh. Well, let's see. It's Zuckerberg already. Go ahead and share your Zuckerberg story, and I'll tag you here. Um... Now I'm at a loss. Uh, Zuckerberg, we were talking about how we took Facebook off our phones. Oh, dude, I'm not even like, uh, I'm not even um, really tripping about it. No, like it's funny. Like for a couple days, I kept picking up my phone out of habit. Yep. And then I was like, oh, it's not on there anymore. And I could have easily just put it back on, right? Taking me a minute or two. But I was like, no. And now for the last three days, I haven't been on it at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't even miss it. It's weird, yeah. How quick I'm, I'm just like over it, yeah, yeah. So, but what's even better about this is that I was talking to my dad uh, last night, and uh, we talked for a while. Right? <laughs> hey, did you see what I posted on there? No, Dad. No, no. But here's what's funny: he just got out of Facebook jail. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad, dad. If you watch this, I love you. I'm not. It's funny. Even we were laughing about it yesterday because he was like, because um, for the longest time. So he told me what he said, and I was like, and I'm not going to repeat it, but what he like, and I was like, well, yeah, that's a little over the line, you know? And he was like, well, I didn't mean it, and I'm like, <laughs> tell that to the algorithm. But he's, um, so now he's just like, Zuckerberg's uh, a-, a Trumper, he's a conservative. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know how many conservative friends that I have? Like, 
Anyway, he, he was. I just thought it was funny. Love you, Dad, if you see this. I just thought it was funny because oh I think my, my dad is the first liberal that I've found that actually got Facebook jailed. So. Oh, there is no way, uh, Mr. Yeah. Weaver, there's no way that Zuckerberg is a Trumper. Oh, no man. No way. Well, he had a, he had a secret uh, <laughs> idea that he, he, he believes that he charades parades around as a, as a liberal but behind closed doors he likes those tax breaks so. i would here's the thing i would believe that zuckerberg is either a robot or a lizard before i would believe he's a trumper fair enough <laughs> yeah oh man oh right. man what a beautiful morning out here again i know if you're on the podcast you can't see it there's the chicken yeah. thank you chicken uh gorgeous morning and i heard uh when you're heading for the hills tomorrow Yes. supposed to start raining. I took off my phone too, says Pam. Best decision ever. Oh, nice, Sup, nice, fellas. nice. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you know, you know what's funny is that. Morning, Chris. Thank ever, you. Everyone's up in arms about um, the Social Dilemma show. I still haven't seen it, and I just, I. I haven't seen it, and here's the deal. I experience it. I just. Here's the deal. Everyone keeps telling me, like, oh, you, Joe Biden? This and this and this and that. <laughs> Did you know this? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, it's not. Freaking, I swear, the rooster hasn't said a thing all morning until right now. Zuckerberg hired the rooster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the, uh, the thing is, is like, I I don't miss it, which is kind of funny, right? But everyone with the social dilemma thing saying, like, I can't believe this. And I'm like, what are you, are you even living under a rock? Like, what's going on in your life? Like, you don't realize, I mean, this is pretty common knowledge. Like, if you just set your phone down for five minutes and talk around it, and then turn it, you know, and then kick it on. Like you're gonna come up with. So here's my all these ads. Here's my phone. That's all I've got on my phone. That's right. You see Jack Skellington for all you on the podcast. You see Jack Skellington, a phone, a map, Chrome, text, and Evernote. That's all I have on my home screen. Yeah. And and I know with uh, with Samsung, you can have all your other apps hiding over here. Uh, but I can tell you right now, we just look through here real quick. I don't have any social media on my phone yeah. whatsoever. Not even Pinterest, man. I took Pinterest mm -hmm. off, and Pinterest is innocent. Uh, Pam says, I haven't seen it either. I just need to check my mental health, keep my mental health in check. Unfollowed a bunch of crap and got out of a lot of groups. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I hear you, Pamela. It, I hear you. It's smart. It's smart. So my kids are just going to come in That's behind fine. us. That's fine. That's fine. You're going to see them here in a second. I mean, we got, we got dogs barking. We got chickens clucking. We what got is his uh, deal? We got Rex the Rabbit chasing people. I mean, yeah. it's it's a funny farm out here. Another day out on the Weaver Woods farm. <laughs> I actually, you know, it's funny too. Is I even said to Pitch yesterday, I said, "Dude, we can do this at the coffee shop if you want tomorrow." And you're like, "No, let's do it out there." Yeah. So now we'll see what it's like in two weeks. I mean, the weather yeah. could get really freaking cold. And I said that to Rachel this morning. She's like, "Just put a, one of the space heaters underneath the table." <laughs> you see us just huddling right here. We're cuddling. <laughs> Our hands down there. Oh my so, goodness. Anyway, uh, good morning, Wendy. Yeah. So I mean, I know it's it. People find it funny when I tell them that I I don't have Facebook on my phone because like you're all over social media. I said, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm all over but social you're, media. But you're also you're very smart about it in the sense that like people don't know this is that. You t you set things on timers like the night before. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it yep. just uh, I mean that I think that's smart because like you just knock it all out in one shot, and then you don't really have to deal with it the next day. Like, yep. and um, I I've decided that it's gonna be Facebook's gonna be just mainly about work if I can. Yeah. Um, and so if I need to jump on there, I can go to the web browser. Um, and if not, I kept Instagram on my phone, and because Instagram's a lot easier to just look at yeah. pictures and stuff um, yeah 
and people mostly if they're going to do political stuff use the stories yeah, I and mean, I, I have noticed one of the one of the people that you had sent my way to follow morning, Scotty. that had to do with uh, hiking and wilderness and all that. They started getting a little political, and I went, uh, you know yeah. what? That's that's not what I'm here for. But yep. I I took Instagram off my phone too. I just, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, the thing is, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening to the latest episode of the Minimalist Podcast, and they're talking about social media. I think yeah. it's kind of funny that we're talking about this this morning we we don't really talk about what we're going to talk about um right until we get here and this wasn't on the agenda at all oh, look at the kitty yeah i don't know if i drink that that's probably tainted water no oh, dude and that's okay anyways they tiger. were <laughs> they were talking about really you can only have 150 connections in your life oh rex is coming over to put the cat in yeah put the cat in its place man it is that's truly a farm out here dude, yeah that's why that's why she's over here <laughs> so. uh but you know the funny thing is is like you think about this past weekend you went and hung out with some of your dude friends and yeah. and uh and non-dude friends and really the people you want to keep in contact with the most you do you do yeah and and i and i think facebook facebook can be positive yeah but it can also be addictive and yes. um i think it's important like you said because it can be addictive i think it's just important to try to whether you have it we're not we're not sitting here telling you that if you have it on your phone you're an alcoholic you need to take oh, it oh no do teach, your thing teach their own yeah do you but thing. i do think it's important and i would say this to all my friends like make sure you're putting things that are the most important things in your yeah. life ahead of that stuff, yeah you know and and like you said there can be positive things good things come on facebook for us with work um I've made friends on Facebook that are now actually part of my circle. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, definitely, or, you know, absolutely, or reconnected, and that's that's nice. Um, yeah, yep. I but. think it's and and you all know out there, there's the people out there that like to just post spit and venom. Um, doesn't matter what political side of the aisle. That's all and, it is. Yeah. And and it, that that's irritating to no end. And then it's uh, for me, I get irritated with the people, and I'm sure I've done this before, but I get irritated with the people that that do the was it vague post. Oh man! Or vague book where they're like something pretty big is gonna happen, but I can't tell you yet. Yeah. But uh, it's gonna be big. I, I've done it. I get it. I did that with the Montana license thing. I totally did that. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is you can admit to it. Yeah. As soon as you did, you're like, oh damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Rory, you know, there's a delete button. Yeah, but I, I, I want to, attention. I have to own it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a mood. I'm very emo today. Oh gosh! Yes. Well, that and then the other one is the right thing. I'm leaving Facebook thing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Oh, you know what else is my favorite is, hey, you made the cut. I just cut down my friends list. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh I'm man, so I was worried I about this it. all day. <laughs> I was thinking about it all day. Drew, good morning, sir. Yeah. Good morning, sir. Uh, ladies. Oh, <laughs> Drew. By the way, I got to talk to Drew real quick, Uh-oh. and this will lead into our. Segment. Okay. Yeah. 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 Drew, you're gonna love this. Drew, stay on here. Drew, I don't know if you watch SNL, but I've been watching. Oh, Jane'sley's gonna pull you over now. Yeah. Not a secured load. Oh man, these ones. <laughs> so, my kid. <laughs> Oh, man. He just pulled out a branch. Yeah. Wasn't good enough. Nope, that one's not good enough either. Wow, my son. <laughs> we're doing, uh, for those of you, uh, a little peek behind the curtain out here. We're kind of doing our winter. I'm, I'm walking. We've had some storms, so they're getting branches and putting it on the burn pit that I've had going since yesterday. And then we're doing some winter pickup. So my kids are out here doing their jobs, and they're yelling at each other now. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> she looks irritated. Oh, yeah. she. You, you wait. Careful, Mav. She's got her mother's... Brain, She'll plot on you. Oh, this guy. 
I was complimenting how smart you are. I was complimenting you on how smart you are. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. In case you don't know what just oh, happened, man. Luke's better half is listening to the show off to the side. Oh, man. <laughs> And we didn't realize that was funny. We? Oh, I, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I've been married a lot longer than you. I, I know better. That was funny. Wait, my first time or second time? <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Look at her with her glasses, though. She's got that hot for teacher thing going on. I'm tired. <laughs> I just heard her. She's done. <laughs> it's working. Yeah, so, all right, so, oh. Drew. Drew says that SNL was hilarious. Yeah, so on a couple different notes, Drew, I couldn't help but think of you, bud, when they did the uh, the pumpkin coffee, the Jacko pumpkin coffee or whatever. Oh, no, uh, that was uh, the Samuel Adams. No, I know. I was saying Bill Burr was the character when they did the Jacko, the coffee. Or not coffee, sorry, the beer. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. The, the beer. Sam Adams Yeah, beer. the Sam Adams beer. Um, I just thought, like, we were talking about this yesterday. I'm like, dude, that's, got it. that's so Drew. Drew oh, be that gosh. guy. He spits it out. He's like, what the f- <laughs> And he's like, okay, let me taste it for real. It just pounds the whole pint, dude. And he's like, yeah. and he's like, no, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Which is funny because Luke and I were talking about this skit yesterday. Yeah. And I, I have I, in the past, I've had the Samuel Adams pumpkin, pumpkin ale or whatever it is. And Bill Burr's reaction was basically my reaction. Like I was ex. Well, he wasn't excited, but I was excited to try it. So I bought it. Was excited to get it. Popped it open, took my first swig, and I'm thinking, what the frick is this thing? <laughs> and so I finished it, because obviously I paid for the six-pack, so I finished the first one. Yeah. But like what Bill Burr says in that skit, it sat in my fridge for eight like months. eight months. <laughs> and then a buddy comes over and he's like, you got any beer? Here you go, here's a beer. <laughs> It'll get the job done. It's funny, because I told you, too, and I'll tell you, so my best friend from growing up, you know, my best friend Justin, he... um. He was up here, and he, he was in the Marine, he's in the Marines as well. He's still in. He's going to retire out. He's an officer now. Um, salute you, buddy. Um, he came up here, and him, my dad, and a few of our buddies went out to the Tides Tavern in Gig Harbor, and it was around October. Okay. So my dad and I, of course, are ordering up like some murky Oktoberfest and IPAs, kind of you know something muddy. And um, Justin gets in there, and he's like, "Oh, I'll go with the uh, the pumpkin ale or whatever." And he goes, I'll get a pitcher, because it was pitchers were cheap that night. <laughs> and my dad's like, hold on, do you want to get a pint before you get a pitcher just to make sure? <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I, I love pumpkin. And my dad's like, you get it, you're drinking it. And he's like, oh, I love pumpkin. So he gets the whole pitcher, and he just Bill Bird it, dude. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he put it back down, and my dad's like, you drink that pitcher. <laughs> you do not waste it. <laughs> so he's just sitting there all night, just bitter beer face. Oh, oh my goodness. Man. I agree, Drew. Sam Adams, Oktoberfest is way better. Yeah. Totally agree. I love... I love um, Oktoberfest beer yeah. because it, it brings back, it's like that ratatouille moment where all oh, of a sudden I'll yeah. take a sip of Oktoberfest and it just brings me back to going up to Leavenworth with yeah, the yeah, boys yeah. and everything. And I love I love the, the Oktoberfest beer. I will say the, uh, to the new Sam Ad commercials. Yeah. Have you seen them? Your cousin from Boston. No. I think about Jimmy, all, all, or I think about Drew all the time when that happens. <laughs> so he's like, it's, he's like. There's like a knock on the door and he goes and gets the door and like, it, and he like opens the door and he's like, hey, what's here? And he looks down and he goes, ah, I got you. You know, and he goes, it's your cousin from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> like He's crashing the wedding and it's all about Sam Adbeer. So. Oh my goodness. That's true. <laughs> oh, here we go. Stop what you're doing. 
the uh, president of the Kitsap County Chapter of the Luke and Rory Fan Club, Renee nice, Shepard. fantastic. Good morning, my dear. Glad to have uh, you on. Drew says, just to let you boys know, my beer fridge had Sammy Adams and Coors Light. Yeah. You know what? And I can hear Drew saying Sammy Adams. Yeah. I can yeah. hear it. <laughs> not, I not Samuel Adams, no. like us like us Northwesterns. <laughs> I had a couple of Sammys in there. got a Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that was. And a now good I'm skit. just imagining him beating the hell out of Joey. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> and if you if you haven't seen that skit, it just Drew tell us how how accurate <laughs> yeah. is that? Oh, is, is today the day you become a man? <laughs> you got to take a swing at me is, now, is today right now day? in the store. <laughs> I didn't think so. The box of cereal comes flying in. <laughs> That's it. Got <laughs> the cast on his hand, dude. Of all the stereotypes, dude, he just nailed it. I'm coming out of the booth. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Bishop Nelson. <laughs> Good to see you, Father. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you understand that that uh, quote, then yeah. you're a heathen like the rest yeah, of us. <laughs> oh, it's a buck 25, Father. <laughs> all right. All right. We can do this Isn't all day. Is that the same? <laughs> did you watch the Luke and Rory show? I did. And then about 10 minutes into it, <laughs> they just started quoting weird things I've never heard before for the next hour and a half. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Drew said it's pretty, pretty accurate. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, is that Drew and Joey over there? <laughs> yeah. Joey, shut your mouth and park the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of your mouth. Well, hello oh, there. There he goes. <laughs> cat in the hat, dude. It's going to be that kind of day. That's cat in the hat right there. Oh, hi, the cat in the hat. The panther. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. This is really happening. <laughs> We have lost control of the show. Oh, he says, but I'd only take Joey on the ice. Love that kid. <laughs> uh, dude, Joey's a great kid. Joey and uh, my Maddie go back and forth. They text a lot. And uh, they're the um, they're our future, man. They're our hope. <laughs> so, And I love their conversations. I, 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 Maddie's like, here, look what Joey and I are talking about. I'm like, dude, you, you have my blessing with that kid. <laughs> I give it to you right now. All righty. Well, let's you know, let's talk about pumpkin spice everything. Well, I mean, I was watching something last week where they it was a it was a mini documentary about how pumpkin spice has gotten out of control, and it started with oh, you don't say yeah, and it started basically it started with Starbucks back in two thousand three. It started with Pitts asking for everything pumpkin spice. That's true. That's true. And so back, Do you in, have this pizza in a pumpkin. I spice? didn't realize that pumpkin spice lattes came out for the first time in two thousand three. Is that when they did? Okay. And and the thing was, Starbucks was trying to capture the flavor of the season, and so they had a couple different drinks. And it was funny because pumpkin, the it was not pumpkin spice latte at the time, but it was like pumpkin something else. And they they tested it with a couple different markets, and it didn't do it, well. It, it wasn't the number one. There was like three different choices, and it didn't do well. But some guy who's some boss at Starbucks said, forget about it. Mm -hmm. We're doing that one. <laughs> it's a fugazi. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it took off. It just, it's like, it's like the guy read the tea leaves and went, no, what? Trust me. This right. is going to work. Flip the card. And so, so since 2003, it's been pumpkin spice everything. And so I'm trying to think, what are some pumpkin spice things that you've had? I appreciate that, Drew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remind Joey that Maddie's dad is a Marine. <laughs> Uh, what are some pumpkin spice things that you've had that you're just like, okay, this tastes like donkey pumpkin spice rum? That wasn't too you bad. Shut, like you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I enjoyed that. I, I think if you're good. a rum guy. What about you guys? 
Rum is Chime supposed in. to be sweet. So I, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. So that you know, it's not that big of a jump, really. Yeah. It honestly, it was probably they, they probably added extra spice. Yeah, I don't. You know, and I don't think I, uh, I don't think I became aware really of pumpkin spice until probably ten years after the, it came out. Then okay, yeah. Um, I wasn't really aware of it until probably in the last seven or eight years. Which is crazy to think because that was seventeen years ago that they came out with pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's insane. And um, I, I, you know what? To think of it, like. You know, I was still in the Marine Corps in 2003, so yeah. still doing field stuff and all that, and coffee's just black. I didn't know any better, you yeah. know? You, you know, you didn't know back then that this was going to take over the world yeah. in, in the fall. So it was probably one of those things where I saw it and I went, oh, that's interesting. Well, maybe I'll try it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have to say probably in the last 10 years, I think it's probably when I've been like, oh, it's pumpkin spice latte time, you know? Up now, do that. you... In all honesty, are we getting anybody? See, I've partaken in a few pumpkin spice lattes. This, of course, you have. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys puff on this AM? <laughs> Why don't you get on the show with us one day and you'll find out, right? <laughs> um, pumpkin dip. Oh, man. Now, oh, now, is it sweet pumpkin dip or is it like potato chip pumpkin dip? Because that's a difference right there. Mm. Um, I've had. So here's my thing about pumpkin spice. Okay. With my so pretty much everything pumpkin spice can go away, except <laughs> except in baked goods, there except go. pumpkin pies. And that's why Keely and I are connected. Um, I look at that. You guys can find common ground. I, oh, dude, we find common ground. <laughs> I, dude, I love Ed Keely, man. I dude, Ed was um, when we were kids, man. Ed, like I looked up to Ed. You know, he was older than me at the church, and well, he was taller than you. He was taller than me for a while there. And, I appreciate uh, the cat jumping on me. And we talked about it before. Like I remember the Xavier Daniel poster in his pumpkin room. chili. So I don't know about chili. that. Wow, Amy. I don't know about that. Um, <clears throat> so, I, do you actually like? I mean, really think about this for a second. Do you actually like pumpkin spice lattes, or is it just something about it that? Because they say. Certain things are tied to memories and stuff, and I yep. know fall being your very, very, very yep. favorite season. Um, do you think it might be more just an attachment to the season? That is a great question because that is part of the process of the pumpkin spice latte. I want, and I'll send you this documentary. It was really good. Okay, actually, it's not a documentary. It's more like a this every week. This guy does something about some kind of food, and it happened to be pumpkin spice latte. It was, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is that. There's science behind the pumpkin spice latte where they know to hit certain parts of your brain. Mm -hmm. And there's different parts of your brain that the different That's flavors and the smells and everything, they they make it nostalgic for you. Yeah. So it, it's a great question to ask me because on one hand, I do like pumpkin spice lattes in moderation. Right. But I've had seasons where I've had a pumpkin spice latte every day or yeah, every other ago, day. You did that. Oh, I did. And the thing is, by the time I got to the end of the season, I hated them. And so now I've realized that... <laughs> That's right, Q. You know, like maybe once a week, maybe maybe once every two weeks, I'll have one. And I may, I may not get a Vente anymore just because... Go with the tall. When, when, it, when, the, when the season finally hit, I got a tall. I think I told you I got a tall. <laughs> yeah, you did, yeah. And it was, it was just the right amount. It was, it was the nostalgia. It was the feeling. It was falls coming. It was all those different senses. And I like the flavor. Now, the thing is, for me, I got to get a pumpkin spice latte that's extra hot because so you sip it yeah because yeah. if you get just a regular pumpkin spice latte within five or ten minutes it starts getting down to a medium heat and at that point you're like mm, yeah. yeah 
Yeah. But if it's extra hot, and my kids ask me, like, Dad, why do you always get extra hot? And I say, because I still have my drink, and you've already chugged yours. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> I think for me, like, and I, I'm not a big pumpkin spice guy. Obviously, Rachel will get them. Pamela says attachment to the season for me, fall husky football, and I, yeah. I get that. I totally yeah, get yeah, that. Totally. That's, that, that's the same for me. Well, they say that not husky football though. Studies show that smell is actually the most closely tied to your memory oh uh, yeah i believe that and so the pumpkin i will say that when rachel will get one or whatever and the smell of it i'm like oh that's that's fall yeah right yeah you yep. know certain things there's it's funny i speaking of smells and all that it's smell it, it there's times where i'll smell something and it just sends me somewhere oh dude you know my dad's cologne um i literally i hadn't it's funny i didn't remember what kind of cologne that he used when i was a kid yep and it changed when i became like late in teenagers or into my 20s but when i was a kid it was always just one cologne okay and then okay. a few years ago for christmas i was like i'm gonna get my dad a cologne and i was um i was at a store and i was just like smelling some different things and all of a sudden i was like this is my childhood this is my dad and it was gray flannel was <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> So I got a bottle and I, and he was stoked on it, you know, but I was like, this is what my dad smelled like when I was a kid, That's you know, funny, and man. I would hug him and bury my head in his neck or whatever. And it was funny cause I couldn't remember the name. The moment I smelled it, I was like, "Dude, this is my dad." <laughs> was, so anyway, sorry, that's you a little know, bit off, but smell. No, that's about smell. That, that, it's uh, oh man, I just had it. There it was, and it it, it just it oh. disappeared. Son of a yeah. Gun. Oh, I know what I was gonna say is that that scene in Ratatouille, yeah, where, where that food critic he goes back to shot it. That happens so much to me in my life. Yeah. Where I'll either be somewhere or, like you said, smell. Smell is amazing. Like, my grandma used to make these wonderful maple pecan uh, cakes. Okay. And if I ever... It was like a unique flavor to the frosting. And if I ever run across it somewhere... All of a sudden, I'm just like, I'm in my grandma's kitchen before they did the addition, and she's over there. Do you want a glass of milk in her metal cup? And I'm just like, Ooh. yeah. And and I think that that scene in Ratatouille is so, so many people can relate to that because of taste, because of smell. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would say pumpkin spice for me. Um, I've had pumpkin spice Cheerios. I thought those were good. Um, I've had pump. I had a pumpkin. So Christy and I went driving last weekend. Just. The kids were gone for the day. And I love so, this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so we basically started in Shelton, went all the way up 101 to Port Townsend, and then came all the way back down through North Kitsap. And we and I wanted to make it a goal to not stop at Starbucks. Sorry, Starbucks. I wanted to stop at local coffee shops. Yeah. And so one pl there's one place in Kingston, and I think it's called Cup and Muffin or Muffin and Cup or something like that. And I got a... Uh, pumpkin scone there and it was like the old way starbucks used to make pumpkin scones oh okay. the pumpkin scones today they suck i mean they're <laughs> they're okay but the way they used to make them and if you guys can remember this they were they were huge they were huge mm. and they were moist and they were so good chuck i might have to try that <clears throat> but um uh pumpkin pie pumpkin pie pop tarts are awesome says drew the kids and i will crush a box in less than a day i'll crush a box of pop tarts in less than oh, a day yeah. but uh yeah you charles says i make a pumpkin cheesecake it's oh my see, i've, I've actually had a pumpkin about. cheesecake before it's a so in ording which is nearby here and i lived there for many years and i'm right up on top of the hill from there now um i don't know if they're having it this year with everything going on i hope they do but um they have pumpkin fest 
every oh, cool. year for um, Halloween okay. um, for October. Okay. And it used to be that everyone would bring down their baked goods that had they would have a pumpkin uh, cook off. So there was pumpkin pie and cheesecake. How and did I not know about bread. this? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's legit. Like, <laughs> and so and they they Damn would it. have a pumpkin cheesecake down there that was really good. Mm. Coffee cakes. Your coffee cake. I can just feel yeah. my cholesterol increasing <laughs> talking about it. You can't say the M word. You can't say the M word. What did I miss? What, what's the M word? Let's figure this out before oh, you tell man. us. Uh, M word. Uh, Muffins. Muffin. Moist. Moist. Ah. <laughs> Maddie hates that word too. I'm like, what, moist. What word? Moist. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like the word moist? Why? I saw somebody uh, post something on Facebook the other day that said replace replace the word moist in uh the name of a band oh god so i posted moist fighters <laughs> <laughs> or foo moist where's everyone's brains going dude where's everyone's brain? that's um, not my problem yeah. <laughs> oh lord renee says ooh, no ooh, no uh, <laughs> all right so i want to bring it around too while we're, we're uh, since what got us on the scene was Bill Burr. Oh, Did yeah, yeah. Did you see Bill Burr, his monologue? I, I still have not seen it, but oh, you were telling me about Lord. it. So let's, yeah, moist. There we go, moist. So Pamela Ansich Gates loves the word moist. <laughs> she loves it. I will say it more often around you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this beer tastes moist. The air is so moist in here, Pam. <laughs> what are you doing with this? Oh. That project you just created? <laughs> What if we, yeah, what if like, what if we like made a word or we made moist like mean cool or like, you know, like tight, you know. Happy like, moist that's birthday. Dope. Oh, that's moist. <laughs> Dude, look at her. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> Did you see Bill Burr on SNL? That was moist. Oh, that was moist. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We're creating a new word. Well, uh, a new way to use new it. New connotation, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this weather is moist out here. <laughs> Kind of is actually <laughs> ground, yeah. All right, Bilber. Uh oh, uh oh. What do we got? <laughs> Beautiful moist. <laughs> Beautifully moist. Thanks, Ed. Oh man, I don't know why people hate it, but anyway, it, it, just a word. There is something to it, though. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so Bilber. This is what irritates me about society, and we're staying off politics, so this isn't political. This is. A social thing. Yeah, yeah, I would say this is social. Um, if you guys didn't see the Bill Berg, Bill Bird, for those of you who don't know who Bill Burr is, he's literally most like editorials, people who write on this kind of stuff have said he's top five, top ten comedians of all time. Like, Which I didn't realize. He kind of just came out of nowhere for me. Okay, yeah. And he he doesn't care about how you feel. <laughs> like, And he's kind of in the line of George Carlin. Like, he comments on things he sees and makes it makes you kind of think about things right okay like, and yep. so um and he's very over the top language whatever doesn't care how you feel about things so his monologue on snl on saturday i was stoked because i like bill burr so okay. i was like oh dude bill burr's monologue so i get on there and, and rachel wasn't home yet she was still in las vegas and the kids are in bed obviously and i'm like i'm staying up for this monologue and i see the monologue and i am rolling on the floor dude i am <laughs> but the audience is definitely like are we allowed to laugh at this? Like, uh, and he even pointed out, he's like, all right, like we're going to plow ahead. Like, um, and I mentioned to you that I'm off of like Facebook right now. Yeah. What I've never been on, but I am lately is Twitter. Okay. And so I changed. That's a cesspool. But, but here's the great thing. I did what you did like a few years ago. Like I've like made myself anonymous. Okay. And I'm just trying to piss people off and it's fun. And so. It is fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
So even if I agree with the person, I I come in. Another way. So um, well, like Charles says here, ah, Luke, like a true vet pushing the button. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I watched that that Bill Burr monologue, and I thought it was the most spot on bit of comedy I've heard. You know, him and Chappelle are are kind of considered the front runners in this kind of stuff, and 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 making people think, and they're good friends, like off the. And the other thing too is that Pete Davidson is very uh, liberal, and you know he's on the yep, show, obviously. Yep. And, and Bill Burr is more conservative. I'm not going to politics, but they both had bits on the other night. They were probably opposite, but they love each other. They just did a movie together. Um, you know, they're hugging big time afterwards, and and I I appreciate that those kind of guys can respect each other's differences and still love each other as people and appreciate what they do for the game, right? Right. And right. so. I got on Twitter after his monologue, and let me talk to you about what he he made fun of. Um, he made fun of comfortable white women. Oh my god! He made fun. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> he made fun of Gay Pride Month, um, <laughs> oh, which him god. and Chappelle, right? Like, oh god! Um, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, what else did he go after? Um, uh, there was a couple different things, but here's the deal: you guys need to watch the SNL skit on donkeys. Says Drew. Okay, we'll okay. check it out. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. So if you got on Twitter after that, it was hilarious. So <laughs> he he ripped comfortable white women so hard, right? The, that class of, of people. Yep. And it was comfortable white women of fire on Twitter on Saturday night, just ripping into Bill. He just, just Bill Burr is just an asshole. He doesn't even know what he's talking about, you know? And the great thing was, it was like black women and black men that were like retweeting what all these white women were saying and being like, and you're the reason. <laughs> you're proving his point. Here's your sign. <laughs> um, well, you know, and share a little bit about what he said. So everyone was, well, he, he basically said that, uh, and I'm going to get to the, 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 the greatest part of this entire thing here in a second, but his point was, and he, he, he says comfortable women, and I think it's kind of a broad term for like white people in general, um, but he essentially said, um, comfortable white women, um, have hijacked the black lives matter movement. <laughs> and he's like, and the woke movement. He was like, remember when woke was supposed to be about like, Oh, I know I, I kind of get what black people have gone through and like, you know, trying to empathize and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, and somehow it took about eight seconds for comfortable white women with their heated seats and their SUVs and their Uggs on to hop over the fence and jump in line and make it all about them and how they feel about, um, you know, treating people equally and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and he was yeah. like, he, and then he says this, he goes, remember, remember come to white women when you just took our white male masculinity for years and you just did what you're supposed to do and you were just cook and you just sat in the kitchen and do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> he goes, and then someday he got off on a tangent and you cheated with a black guy. And then you said it wasn't consensual and you got him in trouble. He goes, yeah, that's you. So it's time for you to sit down and take your talking to like the rest of us. So anyways, it was great. Oh my and all these white people, all these white people on Twitter on Saturday night kept calling him racist. Oh, he's racist. Oh, he's racist. I love this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all these black folks, right? Start jumping on and dropping pictures of him and his beautiful black wife. <laughs> like, like, and she's like, yeah, and she's not. Don't. She's not light skin black. Like she is a very very ebony, beautiful black woman. They have two beautiful kids. And then all of a sudden it was just like crickets. Like now what do you do, right? And the greatest thing about it is Bill Burr's like egging people on on Twitter, you know, it's just like doesn't care about what anybody thinks. And so now is this is a dumb question, but is he from Boston? Is he from No, that I don't believe he's from Boston really. Oh my gosh. Because I would I would picture somebody from the Northeast yeah. doesn't care. Doesn't but he, care but about he, your... Here's my point, like, ultimately at the end of it. 
George Carlin, by most people's standards, is considered like the most groundbreaking, best comedian of all time, right? And even at times, he would say he wasn't a comedian; he was a social satirist. Like okay. he was a, you know, um, there were so many people on, and he and Bill Burr was friends with George Carlin and looked up to him, you know. And there were so many people that I thought were spot on, like on Twitter on Saturday night and Sunday, saying, "Dude, somewhere we're, we're all pissing and moaning. Somewhere George Carlin is looking down, smiling." With a slow clap, you know, like just because um, it was very Carlin-esque. It was very oh, Carlin-esque. Oh, man. And if we can't, if we're at a point in, in society where we can't genuinely look in the mirror and laugh at ourselves from time to time, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you got to laugh at yourself. Right. You know, like just earlier, you're like, you know what I hate? I hate when people do the vague, the vague book. And I freaking did it the other day. And I just got to own it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just got to own these yeah. things. You know, I've yeah. done stupid stuff like you know, that I don't agree with. And then I'm like, Oh, what have I done? You, you know? know? And I think one of the, one of the ways you can learn how to just laugh is, is for example, you texted me the other day about a client and you, and you said something along the lines of, do they not want to get a house? And I'm, and I'm thinking my first reaction, and you know this about me, unfortunately, my first reaction is I want to, my, my, the hair stands up on the back of my neck, my shoulders get broad. I'm about ready to rip you a new one. And I realized it was pretty funny because within like two minutes of you not responding, I looked at Rachel and I was like, "He's so pissed right now." <laughs> <laughs> I know him well enough. And the thing is, I need to realize that it's okay. You know, throw a joke back. Yeah, yeah. Just throw a joke back, yeah. and and it's not that big of a deal. No, because I knew the thing was, was you know what, what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Shut up. You're right. I know. <laughs> Shut up. You take I mean, your talking to. I know. <laughs> That's basically what I wanted to say back. I know, damn it. I've been doing this for four months. At least you're not the one dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> but that, it just made me so sad how many people were just jumping on him. And I'm like, dude, like Renee says, jokes are jokes. Like, we need humor, man. We need guys like Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle that make things awkward from time to time in a, in a humorous light. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love Chappelle. Yep. And I don't agree with a lot of what he says. Nope. And, and, you know, my wife and I will sit there and we've watched every Chappelle special and mm -hmm. we don't agree with a lot of what he says, but we freaking love the guy and he makes right. us think about, think, think about things differently. You and, know what I mean? And to me, comedy, I, my, the best comedy to me is when you, you rip everybody. And that's equally. Yeah. And that was, that's been my, my, uh, my gripe about Saturday Night Live the last few years yeah. is that it always seems like it has it has this horrible slant towards uh, conservatives, towards Republicans, yeah. and I and I've always thought the best skits, the best comedy. Like two weeks ago when they did the uh, the skit with uh, with Trump and and uh, Biden. Oh, Biden, yeah, Kerry. It was great the because they ripped both of them, and that's what's funny because you can look at let's say you're a Trump supporter, you can look at them attack Trump and go. Yeah, they're kind of right. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny, kind of right. Yeah. But then they attack Biden, and you're like, <laughs> you know, and it's it's vice versa, yeah. and it that to me is the best comedy is that, you know, Saturday Night Live. It, it was getting to a point where people were saying, "I'm just not going to watch anymore because you're not funny and you're not." Right. And, and, and there's no there's no rule that says Saturday Night Live has to be uh, nonpartisan. Right. There's no rule, but the right. best comedy. Think about when we were kids. And we would watch uh, Dana Carvey doing Bush, or we oh, would watch man. Phil Hartman and then Daryl Hammond do Clinton. Clinton. And the thing was, is that they made fun of everybody. Ross Perot. I mean, that, oh, remember man. when? Remember when Dana Carvey did Bush and, and Ross Perot? Perot? Yeah, <laughs> spot on too. But it, that to me was the best comedy. Is when you're you're making you're making fun of each side, well, and even they even did a little bit with Obama. And they, credit where credits due too. Remember. Uh, 
Remember the first uh, president, H.W. Uh, Bush? Yeah. He actually had Dana Carvey to the White House dinner. Yes, and that's had him right. Do, that's and right. had him come as him and just laughed at himself. You know what I mean? Like, just laughed at himself. And you got to... And even Clinton was like that. Clinton was like that with the, the character. See, remember, he came on one of the shows. Um, Clinton, to her credit, Hillary did. Hillary, yep. You yep, know? Yep. Um, and I'll give credit where credit's due with Jim Carrey. We, we all know how Jim Carrey feels about uh, Trump. And he is going after Biden and yeah. making him look silly, which I appreciate. Um, the one thing that was sad on SNL the other night is I love Weekend Update. I yeah. love Colin Jost and Michael Che. I think they're brilliant writers. And last year they did a really good job of balancing, of, of keeping it. On Saturday night, I actually didn't watch Weekend Update till Sunday when Rachel came home and her and I watched it together. And I, I, I had to fast forward some of it. The entire thing was Trump. There wasn't one thing that was it, not Trump. And I was like, Dude, And that's exhausting. It's hilarious a couple times, a couple of your things, but like save a couple of them for next week and do something different. Right. You know, um, the only thing that wasn't was um, Pete Davidson's uh, bit that he did, which was great. I love when Pete comes on there. But um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. We got it, dude. Good morning, Kev. Um, what's the plan with the show next Thursday? Oh, you have a guest if you want. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is, uh, this is a lock solid pick for next week. Uh, but I'm going to have an old friend on the show that I used to do old cup of coffees with. Oh. And if you don't know what cop- cup of coffee was, it was the Facebook Live I did way back in the day. And uh, some of the funniest shows we had were with uh, was with Mandy Atkins. And so uh, Mandy and I think Kelly are is going to join the show oh, okay. next week. So Charles, when are you in town? Is it next week? Yeah. I thought it was the week after. If it's the week after... Let's get you on. Um, yeah. If not, we can get you on anytime. We can just, just That's zoom, true. In. zoom so, it in. I, I would love zoom to have in. Charles on the show. Charles but, is hilarious. But yeah, so we're we're all going to come out here to Weaver Woods and set up. No, I'm kidding. We're oh, going to go ahead. No, <laughs> no, I think we're going to one of the offices. I, won't be I can't remember which one we're going to. So, um, but yeah, the show will continue while he's over there being Grizzly Adams in Eastern Washington. I'm already working on it. Um, yeah. So, anyways, just to wrap that whole thing up, dude. If you haven't seen the Bill Burr. Uh, monologue yet? Get on there, check it out. It was really funny. Um, <laughs> you'll love the beer one too. And, oh yeah, you love the beer one. And <laughs> today you're gonna become a man. And the musical guest was Jack White. He was phenomenal. He did a tribute to Eddie V. I uh, didn't. Uh, I didn't see that either. Yeah, he did a um, he did an Eddie Van Halen solo on nice. his second time up. Um, and I love Jack White. The guy's phenomenally talented. But yep. Um, yep. Anyway, guys, we gotta laugh at each other, man. We yeah. gotta be able to laugh and so like. True. I mean. It, honestly, like if you can't take a joke, you're gonna have a hard time hanging around me, right? Like, I mean, you know how you and I are, or you know the guys. Like, yep, it's constant. Oh gosh, it's it, con- yeah. I was just with everybody on um, Saturday <laughs> night for Big Booty's birthday, for Mike's birthday, and I don't know what we would talk about if we weren't ripping on each other. <laughs> like, it would just be quiet, like just kind of standing there. It, and it's funny because, um, and it's with Lisa too, right? Yep, uh, yep. Lisa and I go at it. And... My, it's funny and. My oh, wife, both. my do wife it, doesn't Chuck. understand that. My my wife doesn't understand, um, like when I don't call my brother, I hardly call him by his real name, and usually I call him by a name that is not appropriate. I thought that was his real name, uh, the, the inappropriate name. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's medically correct what I call him. Uh, but it's the same with my buddy who lives in Spokane, and and uh, I think every once in a while when when you get on the phone, I I give you a nice endearing name. Yeah. Uh, but that's what guys do, and. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. I don't know, man. We need to laugh more. There's too much seriousness. If my buddies weren't going ripping on. into me, I'd question if they love me or not. Like yeah. you know, yeah, we do. It's just especially with everything going on in the world right now. Oh yeah. Take a guy like Bill Burr. Listen to what he's saying, man. Um, his thing on. By the way, his thing on Gay Pride Month. 
kind <laughs> of he kind of makes a point it was so funny for those you got to go see it for those of you though who don't have a chance he literally was like he was in new york and he and he happened to realize it was gay pride day or whatever and he's like oh my gosh you know this is going on and he goes and i figured out and they're like he's like i just realized they have a whole month and he goes in june and then he's looking around and he goes that's kind of long don't you think like it's kind of it's kind of much and everyone got quiet <laughs> and they were like oh god it's gonna be uneasy and he goes i mean for people that weren't even enslaved, like kind of long, right? He goes, black people get February, 28 days of overcast and rain. In like, winter time. Can't even celebrate it. And he's just like, <laughs> he called them, this is why people call them racist. He goes, for equator people who want the sun? He's like, give them July. Like, it was, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And again, he's like, uh, and then, you know, well, people are, oh, he called them equator people. He's like, his wife's black and she helps him write the jokes. I was going to say, she helps him write the jokes. <laughs> yeah, so, oh my God. Get over it. <laughs> Anyway, well, let's keep along the let's keep along the lines of uh, laughter. Yes, I love and, laughter. And uh, I told Luke last night. I said, "Hey, here's the deal. I'm bringing a new segment to the show." And uh, classic. It's going to be a classic. I love this idea. So stick stick around. One... Stick around. We'll be right back after yeah. these messages. <laughs> the show has been brought to you. <laughs> this show is brought to you by nobody. By manscaping. Because advertising <laughs> sucks. Um, oh. One star reviews. <laughs> One, star, One reviews. star reviews. So we all go on to We go on to Amazon. We go to Google. We go all these places, and we want to find what are the best reviews. I want to see yeah. what people really think about these things. But we hardly ever look at the one-star reviews. And I got this idea listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago. Actually, a couple months ago. And I thought, this was brilliant. We need to take this, and we need to run with it. So, without further ado... We have three places here in the Pacific Northwest that we are going to read one-star reviews about. And the first place we're going to read about is are the... You, are you actually going to tell what these places are? Washington State Fair. Oh, man. Now, keep in mind, when you think of writing a review, what are you writing a review about? Like, like if I say you're going to write a review about the Washington State Fair, what are you writing a review about? Well, probably uh, the experience, the food, um, the, the entertainment... Um, the shows, um, you know, the, the exhibits. Okay. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind that... By the way, every every one of these reviews is brought to you by Chad and Karen. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Chad and Karen. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that um, these are legit reviews. You guys can go look them up on these things on Google. I just pulled them straight off of Google. Um, but keep that in mind. You you typed these out. This is great. You got You got to keep this in mind that when you do a review, you do a review on... The Washington State Fair. I haven't heard. By the way, I haven't heard any of these. Uh -uh. He wouldn't share them with me. He wanted. He wanted authentic uh, reaction. Yep. So we're gonna do Washington State Fair. Tacoma Narrows Bridge has reviews. Are you serious to me? <laughs> yes. Right and CenturyLink Field. Oh my lord! <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's start off with the Washington State Fair. This was one month ago, and I'm reading these. One month ago. Yep. I'm reading these straight how they wrote them. So this is bear in mind the fair's cool. not open this year. I couldn't do the Puyallup because it was closed for COVID. Hey, at least I avoided all the gangs. <laughs> Are you serious? One star review. One star review. <laughs> the fair's not even open right now. <laughs> it's not the fair's fault that yeah. COVID happened. <laughs> Stupid fair. <laughs> One star review, jackass. At least I avoided all the gangs. Well, you know, the other way you can avoid the gangs if you think it's that big of a problem, just don't go. You're like trying to. <laughs> oh, good. Magruder's here. You're going to love these, oh, Magruder. Magruder. All right. Three months ago. <laughs> 
Really bad idea. Fair food to go. No organization at all. We spend three hours waiting. They keep letting go cars from different line in front of us. Ridiculous. Literally, you should eat before going there. Don't go. The fair food. The fair <laughs> food line. That's not even a review on the fair. No. So you remember how they? Oh, Karen. Remember, remember how they had those drive-through? Yeah. And you grabbed the corn dogs and. The... <laughs> Literally, you should eat before you go there. Oh man. <laughs> I knew I knew that entire thing was a bad idea. Oh, I love it. I wasn't going anywhere near that. Oh my gosh. Okay, one year ago. So Good morning, Dan. You guys are gonna love this. Again, we're reviewing the fair. <laughs> Not the gangs. Do you think who is in charge or people can schedule the fair for the summertime instead of the September when it rains like it is today, nine twenty two nineteen? It's been like this for a long time. Who wants to go to the fair in the rain? Damn it, Washington State Fair. Yeah. What are you thinking? Why are you not controlling the weather? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Why don't you read your weather app before you go? And I'm pretty sure this happened at the same time because it was last year when we had that big rainstorm that went through the fair one year ago. Dude, my family, by the way, we're, we're like, dude, it's raining. Let's go to the fair. No one else will <laughs> right, be there. Right, no one's going to be there. <laughs> Throw on your rain shell and grab an umbrella. Started pouring down rain with an electrical storm and got told to find shelter inside. We got stuck inside one building with hundreds of people with a with very few place to sit. I feel like my money was wasted for entry. Only got to see a few things before things went dark. Oh my lord. Damn. The fair! What is wrong with you? Yeah. Why did you have a thunder and lightning storm? That was a bad idea. One year ago. Nothing but women's products and garbage booths. Garbage booths. Oh, my Lord. All right, last one. One year ago. Locked us in a building due to little lightning, then canceled rodeo and concert without announcing it. We'll see about a refund. I hate people. Thank you, Karen. Thank yeah. you, Karen. I want to speak to a manager. <laughs> All right, next one. Actually, let's read the comments. Renee, some people have nothing better to do. <laughs> Paul, have you gotten to my one-star review? <laughs> Dude. I would love to read Paul. Paul does, uh, actually, I think he did a one-star review on the Mariners this morning. <laughs> so that would be a good one to pull up. Uh, Charles says, actually, I look at the one-star reviews to see what's the worst-case scenario on, on I do, too. Item. Like, on Amazon, sometimes I'll sort by one-star and just to see what people have said. Yep. Yeah, and okay. often I get this kind of crap. But <laughs> All right, you guys. One-star reviews for the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Oh. Again. One star reviews for the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Tell me, if if one person, dude, if one person says anything about severe sidewinds, they better not. <laughs> one year ago, weren't any good spots to jump. <laughs> <laughs> There's about 100 people through history who would argue that. <laughs> That's a misguided review because yeah. there's plenty of spots to yeah. jump. <laughs> there's, about, there's about 100 people over the last 50 years who would tell you different. <laughs> one year ago. I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> then drive around the peninsula. One star review. <laughs> I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> they should have made a floating bridge there. Oh, my God. Yeah, just drop into the valley, dude, and come back up to the side. One year ago, I like to sit on my pancakes. <laughs> oh. What the? Oh, my gosh. Sellers, we'll get to that, buddy. That's a good uh, That's a good. <laughs> Sellers had a good question. We'll, we'll get to okay. that. Okay. Uh, one year ago, a dog died on this bridge. Rest in peace, Tubby. Oh, my God. One star review because the old bridge fell down. 
So no, technically a dog didn't die on that bridge. That's true. It died on Gallop and Gertie. Fake news. Yeah. Two years ago, it fell down once. Just wish it would do it again. <laughs> you know what that is? That's someone who lives on the harbor who wants people cut off from coming over there. <laughs> okay, four years ago. You're going to love this one. Far right lane. <laughs> dude, fuck freaking Paul, dude. All right, hold on, hold on. Hang in there. Four years ago, far right lane. Thursday, August 16th at 7.30 p.m. Slowest cashier ever. Seriously, 10 plus cars and other lanes to her one. She's wearing a Seahawk jersey and needs to be fired. <laughs> Bitter much, dude? <laughs> that was from, that's brought to you by the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> oh, All right, what do we got here? Paul says, Tacoma Narrows Bridge, not narrow enough. One star, would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Gruder, do you think we'll see a day where there's a valid online forum to review people? I hope so. Oh, my gosh, that dude. could be dangerous. Although, Gruder, I'm afraid I would get a lot of one-star <laughs> reviews. I, I would truly have to go off the grid at that point. Yeah. All right, last one. Luke Weaver, a-hole. Would not recommend. Yeah, would not recommend. <laughs> Will right. not return. Last one, Century Link Field. The clink. The, the home of the Seahawks and the Sounders. Oh, how many of these are going to be from opposing fans? Oh, my gosh. Seven months ago, an old, outdated stadium... Hell, I'd even prefer the Tampa Bay Rays Tropicana Field to this place. Oh, my Lord. Dude, no! <laughs> it's been rated one of the top three stadiums in the NFL ever since it was, like, created. It's like eight, It's like 18 years old, but it still seems like it's really fresh. It's not even 18 years old, dude. Is 2002? It, is, it, is it that old? 2002. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Okay. Now one year ago. Now, remember, we are... <laughs> review shot road after oh dude i got a one star review for that that might be the next time around oh my god you guys give us ideas and we'll read them spicer next what did they actually accomplish with that <laughs> i was talking oh man i was talking to michelle larue about this one time and because they live up there and she's like it's worse <laughs> they put planters in the middle of the road it's pretty it's um, still one lane each way okay remember this is a review of century link field one star review one year ago don't drive you know why China doesn't have month-long traffic jams anymore? Because they sent their safest drivers to Seattle. A one-star review on CenturyLink Field. It's a one-star review on drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on topic. Nine months ago. One-star review. Just because I'm not a fan of the Seahawks. Oh, man. <laughs> what about concerts? All right. This one is a little bit long, but it's worth it. One year ago. We are season ticket holders, and we always go to Touchdown City before the games, and in Touchdown City was a Pizza Hut display where you can spin a wheel to see if he could win free things. When I spun the wheel, it tipped over and cut the heck out of my arm. I had to go to the emergency room, which we had to wait forever. By the time we left, we were there over four hours. Period. There's the period right there. I had to have seven stitches in my right forearm. The workers at the display didn't take down any of my information or give us a number or someone as we could talk to about this. I now have medical bills to pay. I'm very disappointed in the workers and Pizza Hut. As for the stadium of my Seahawks, they are the best. So she gave the stadium <laughs> a one-star review yes. in ripped Pizza Hut. But says just, she loves the stadium. Just, as for the stadium of my Seahawks, they are the best. One-star oh, review. <laughs> oh, Which I'm sorry. Man. You know, I'm sorry you hurt yourself, but you're ridiculous. Paul, Paul's coming with more star reviews. Should we get to it? <laughs> You want to do it now? Uh, or you want to do it after? I uh, got two more. Two Let's more. Uh, Eleven months ago, terrible Seahawks lost to the Ravens, thirty to sixteen. One star review. <laughs> that was like Lamar Jackson's coming out party last year. All right, last one. I want you to try and keep up with me on this. 
One year ago, one star review. Political. I saw Mashon Lynch, Tacoma Central Library, and VAI Clinic. One a, star review. A VAI Clinic <laughs> for veterans. And Mashon and Marshawn Mashon. Mashon. And Marshawn Lynch. First of all, you can't spell it. <laughs> I, and honestly, political. I saw Mashon Lynch, Tacoma Central Library, and VAI Clinic. I, I, clinics I don't Marshawn even know what Lynch. you're talking about. <laughs> and here's the thing about reviews, too, by the way. Here's how I work. If you're going to take the time to write something out, make sure it's grammatically correct, or I automatically discount everything you say. I know. You know what I mean? I know. Well, like that that long one I read, that was literally where she put the first period. Dude, Seller says he had a, he saw he was looking at reviews for a miter saw, and one had one star because it was too loud. <laughs> miter saw. That's kind of the point. Um, Carlson, I five in Tacoma, under construction for the past two thousand years, always thirty miles an hour, gives me plenty of time to check Twitter. Five stars. <laughs> Yes, yes. Jacob Abel says, hilarious. It is, dude. It is. Oh, man. Have you ever heard of a saw stop? A soft stop? No, saw stop. No. Bro, so yesterday, oh, I, man. I go down the rabbit hole that's called YouTube. Yeah, which he does two or three times a week. And I don't know how I ran across this, but look it up on you YouTube. A top off? Uh, yeah, can always use a top off. So... Table saw, you got to be careful because you can easily lose fingers, thumbs, stuff like that. Ask Mr. Montana. Yep. This thing, and there's probably some people out there already know about this. I was stunned yesterday when I saw this. It's called Saw Stop. And this guy invented this thing. Look that... at that, dude. I'm sorry. That's a beautiful pour. Oh, you, yeah. Right yep. before the grind. Got some mud. The grinds, a little bit of the mud in the end. Okay. There's a device that goes... In the, in the machine, in the table saw machine that goes right next to where the saw blade is at. It recognizes fingers? And if it there's an electrical charge from your fingers, it will stop in milliseconds. This thing explodes and grabs the blade, yeah. and it's like, a, it's like a car hitting a, a, a concrete wall. Wow. And stops it. And so I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Then they grab some hot dogs. They grab a hot dog. And they, they go to, they pretend like it's a finger, and they go, and they just barely get right to the blade, and it, boom, goes back down. And didn't get the hot dog? Barely nicked, nicked it. Barely nicked it. So then the guy goes, okay, I'm going to do this as fast as I possibly can. And he goes super fast, and it does like an eighth of an inch cut into the hot dog. Oh, my god! And he's going super fast. Wow. So then I find another video of the creator of the saw stop. Don't tell me he tested with his own fingers. He tested it with his own finger. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm just going, no, no, <laughs> no. He gets, dude, he gets like within, like like static electricity, yeah. close, and all of a sudden, bang, choo, goes down. And didn't get his finger. He said it tickled. Look it up. Saw oh, stop. I, I looked man. at this and I went, that's it. I got to get this when I get a table saw Keely, because, Keely, oh, my gosh. Keely says, buy it unless tested on air. No pre-testing. <laughs> All right, Eddie, that's the show. You're going to join us. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get to uh, a couple oh, things. So, man. One, uh, Cobra Kai, your thoughts, Dan Spicer Jr. I'm glad you brought that up. I freaking love Cobra Kai. Rach and I got into it uh, when it first came out, and now we're just dying waiting for season three because it's been a year and a half. Um, it's supposed to come out, I think, in January. But uh, if you were a fan of Karate Kid, um, do yourself a favor and watch Cobra Kai. Um, it's, it's, it's well done. Um, it's fun, and 
it gives you a whole new perspective. It's really cool. Like, um, like Johnny, and it's the original characters, right? Yep. And they have kids now and stuff. Johnny is now like, you're on his side. You know what I'm saying? They've made him a sympathetic character. It's great. His 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 arc and all that. Love it. Paul, YouTube equals how I learned to drive stick shift. Also, how I learned truth about space pizza known as Earth. Five stars. <laughs> oh, the space pizza. Can I ask you a question? Totally off topic here. But yeah, love Cobra Kai. Go watch it. Um, it it's a lot of fun. How do you... Five stars. How do you have a career? How do you have a compound out here? How do you go hunting? Oh, you're asking me this how do you? How do you watch all of these things? How do you raise your... How do the hell do you do all these things because when you say oh yeah i've seen cobra kai oh yeah i watch bill burr oh i've done this yeah I've, i'm waiting for that season i'm doing that i'm this and that and that bro i got amazon prime and i'm like that's enough for me i don't sleep clearly you don't <laughs> we, had, we, had, we <laughs> talked about this last week of the week before i was like when i'm up at 1 30 and i need like some incoherent rambling i can count on carlson to be up paul <laughs> like it's um, oh my gosh i probably here's the thing i probably sleep on average about five hours a night and that's what I used to do. And I in here every day I say I need to get more sleep the next night, and I never do. And I know I should. Um, that's why you can't contact me in the morning because normally I've stayed up too late, and I'm like, nope, yeah, seven hours. <laughs> I know. I, but I used to be like that, man. In my in my early 30s, early to mid 30s, I five hours. Yeah, five hours. Because yeah. I always thought I don't have time to sleep. It runs honestly. It's. I would prefer to get more sleep. Don't get me wrong, but like the the operating on low sleep runs in my family. My grandmother, my dad's mom, she thought that if you slept more than three or four hours a night, you were wasting time. Wow. Um, till her dying day, she would go to bed very late. She'd wake up very early, get to canning, get to whatever. Um, and if and if she was going to get a really long good night's sleep, it was five hours. Yeah. And there's people out there that they do that. Yeah. And, and I've read I've read a couple things that say you don't necessarily need eight hours. I mean. It's just kind of one of those things where everybody's like, oh, well, this doctor said it so many years ago, so that's what we got to do. This is what you need. Sleep is overrated. Not sleep. Uh... I, can give you, I can give you sleep in a cup. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, not sleeping is the only way to have it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I'll tell you this, man. One thing I've been working on uh, the past few weeks is trying to get back more of my time because I know I've only got 24 hours in a day. And you already figure you've got this set amount of time to sleep. You got this set amount of time for this. Sucks. And and it's it like just sucks. Well, you know, and I, I brought this up because I was talking to I was talking to a mentee last week. Okay, a manatee. And a young guy who's uh, just got into real estate, so I'm kind of guiding him through the process. That's what I always and, say, Carlson. Uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> Go Cougs. Go Cougs, indeed. Football. Football. We got to get back to this question from Sellers. Yeah, yeah, we'll get back to the question. Um. And what I was going to say is that I'm getting old because I completely forgot what it was I was going to say. What was I going to say? I literally have forgotten what I was going to say. The cat's going to help him out there. Um, yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So I was talking to the mentee. Oh, boy, yeah. Boy, talking to the manatee. Having a, having a Bo, Di Bo Jiden moment here. <laughs> um, Good and morning. I, and he was, he was asking me. Uh, you know, how do you how do you do all the how do you do all the things you do during the day for the work day? And I said, you know, that's a wonderful question because I just got done going through my stuff. And, you know, you've seen how I've tried to set things up before, like from this time to this time, I need to do this. And this time, this time I need to do that. Problem is, is explosions go off in the middle of all that. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm getting better at mitigating <clears throat> those explosions and realizing what needs to be taken care of and what can wait. Yeah. But I also realize I don't need to spend an hour doing admin work. 
Like, I just need to do the admin work and be done with it. I don't need to. Yeah. I don't need to say from twelve to one. Yeah. I'm doing admin. If it's done by twelve fifteen. Yeah, if I'm done by twelve fifteen, who cares? Knock something else out. Exactly, and right. so, and so I've been I've been refocusing and just I've been trying to be done with my work day at two. You know, I like that. And I, the smart thing too is uh, a great man once told me, uh, Mark Dworsky, who is a client of ours. Um, I helped him buy a house, gosh, eight nine years ago now. Um, and when I first got in the military, he was my boss at Fastenal. I was a sales manager and, um, he was the kind of our district guy. He was our district manager. And, um, I was really, really good at sales. I always was. And it wasn't like, you know, the snake oil salesman kind of thing. Like what we were selling was industrial tools and all that. Mm -hmm. So it's stuff that people need. Right. Right. You're not like trying to sling Kirby's door to door. Right. Um, and so you're really just selling yourself and your service, mm -hmm. you know. And um, and so Dorsky, um, I think I was about six months into that. And I was working a lot, a lot of long hours and trying to get things done. And, you know, day was constantly getting away from me. And, <clears throat> and Mark said, Mark says to me, um, stop being a firefighter. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, what do you mean stop being a firefighter? I'm not a firefighter. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. You are a firefighter to all of your clients. I'm watching you. He goes, now, granted, your store is growing like crazy, making money. You're doing great things. He says, but you're running yourself ragged. Um, you're wearing your butt to the nub here, man, because your clients look at you as a firefighter. And what he meant was um, whenever something was immediate, like whenever someone called, I jumped on it like the fire needed to be put right. out. Um, and he was like, you need to train your clients and you need to train yourself to... Okay, this is going to go on my list. Yep. You know what I mean? Unless it's, you have to be able to really identify what's really emergent. Of course, clients are going to tell you this is emergency. You, it's your job to know the difference. Right. And um, and I really started doing that with with Fast and all, and um, our store continued to grow. Our store continued to do great things. I was still one of the fastest growing around, you know, in, in the West Coast, but it was, I was less stressed. Yeah. You know, learning to identify those, and I've tried to take that into real estate as well like what is absolute what can wait till tomorrow right what can wait till later today do i really need to fly on this um and that that dude that's a tough thing because you want to be that guy right but and that's something i think i've learned working alongside you in the last two to three years is is i came from that world of um you know working in it you need to you need to jump on things right away yep. especially uh, in the restaurant industry, if their computer system's down, they need it up right away because they got to point of sale. They got to put orders in. They yeah. got to cash people out and all that kind of stuff. And so when I first got into real estate, that's exactly what it was. I was a firefighter. If someone said, mm -hmm. you know, jump, I I would say how many times and how many high and how many times do you want me to do that? Yeah. And it's taken me it's taken me the last six years to kind of go, that can wait till tomorrow. Yeah. And and be able to not only say that, but then be able to put it behind you well yeah you have to put it behind you and you have to remember that and i think you need to train your clients to remember that yep that we well hello there the sun um <laughs> we had a blanket blocking the sun that just fell did yeah did. um so <laughs> we'll get my sunglasses <laughs> i know but they have your clients need to remember and, and it's your job to train them that you're good at what you do like we've been in this business as long as we have and have continued to grow because we're good at what we do. And I'm not saying that like a pompous thing. This isn't like I'm so good. But I'm no, saying, not right now. We'll say it another time. Yeah, but I'm saying we've worked hard, we've trained ourselves, we've done the classes, we've done everything, we've developed 
we've developed procedures and stuff like we're good at what we do. We have things under control. And um, it's tough sometimes, I think, in our industry with clients because they're they're in the middle of a huge huge purchase right, right? one right. of the biggest things that they're going to decide and that's the on only thing life. that's on their mind right now which is totally yeah. understandable and so there's ways you're going to get a peek behind my curtain here right now but uh, uh paul paul twible says i learned that working in, in the er oh i bet i bet oh yeah yeah where, where do things go like yep um and <clears throat> there's simple things here's some tips for you guys just this is free this one these ones are on the house is this the behind the curtain with luke and rory yeah a little okay. bit like do we have an intro for that I, like, <laughs> Behind the curtain with bum, Luke and And our clients now are going to be pissed, but um, <laughs> I try not to, especially early on, um, text back immediately. Like, as habit. Like, even if I'm doing nothing and they text me and I could answer right away, I'll wait an hour. And it's, here's the thing. It's a subliminal, it's a, it's a choice, it's a conscious decision to make sure that they know I will always get back to them. Yeah. But I they're not the only thing I'm dealing with. Right. Um, and right. at any time, Rory and I could have between 10 and 20 clients that we're working with. And everything's under control. Um, and, and so I find that early on, just kind of trying to set that precedent of... They end up like if I called them an hour later, I text them and they're like, sorry, I know you're busy. And I'll hit them back with, yeah, I am. But I'll always get to you. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, yeah. and I have found... Thanks, um, Dan. Have a good day, man. Yeah, dude. Great to see you, Spice. Um, I have found that that has helped. Kind of like, um, just set a precedent. I'm always going to get back to you. Yep. I'm always going to get back to you. But I can't stop everything I'm doing. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, for those of you out there, take that. If you, if, if you communicate with clients or, or whatnot, sometimes, and even with family. And oh, stuff, yeah. And all that oh, kind of stuff. Like, yep. It's best sometimes to just... Uh, to respond later. Yeah, I mean, th there's rarely anything that needs an absolute emergency response wide, right away. I mean, and then yeah. and here's the thing. And again, we'll go behind the curtain a little bit. When you first start working with a real estate agent, good morning, Ed. Great. Chances are, you're not high priority, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But what I'm what I'm going to say next is is that this week we've had three closings. Yeah, and so we've had some clients who are just starting the. Process. Those are the immediate, and and that's the thing is I share with them if they if there's even an inkling that these clients don't think that they're important, I share with them these people were at your point were at your place at one point in this in this process, and now that they're here and they're getting ready to close, I have to give them extra attention. And someday you're going to be yeah. right here and you're going to get that extra attention because we got to get you closed. Yeah. And, and, and I think communication. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest, one of the scariest things for me and one of the best things for me is when I started sharing with clients, I take Sundays off yeah. and it scared the hell out of me. Cause I thought that I'm not going to have people work with me. They're not going to understand. And, and, when I, and the thing is I take Sundays off to be with my family. That's to help me re-energize re my batteries. And I've had nothing but positive responses. I, I've I've had people reach out to me and say, I am so sorry to call you or text you on Sunday. We went to an open house. We found a house. Is there any way you could write it up for us? And it's in those moments that I, 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 I kid you not, I ask the family for permission. I, I'll say, hey, I just had this come up. Do you guys have a problem if I write this up real quick for this client? Because I want my family to also feel that they are important too. Right. And and so um, and so I've done that I think once or twice in the past 
four years. Uh, but most most of the time, people are like, hey, you know what? We get it. Let's bust ass on Saturday, which I tell people. I'll work late on yeah. Saturday. But Sunday, Sunday is has to be family day. And it was scary for me because I, I was the firefighter. Yeah. I was I there was a point in my real estate career in early twenty seventeen where I said I'm just gonna work seven days a week because I need to get stuff built up. And it drove me to a point where I wanted to I literally wanted to kill everybody. Look at those jump spots on the Narrows Bridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll give a better review as I'm going down. <laughs> Worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is that it is. It's a, we're looking, we're looking behind, you guys are looking behind the curtain a little bit. But the thing is, is like you said, we're damn good at what we do. And I bet you can ask all of our clients that we're working with right now. Eddie, I'm coming to visit. I bet you can ask all of our clients that we're working with right now and not once have they felt like they have not been uh, been important. And yeah. they don't know that we've got 10 in escrow right now. I'm going to get to this couple of these comments here. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, and here's the thing too is I had a moment about three... Remember when we were doing the um, Justin's uncle over here, David? Yeah. David's yeah. Uh, listing. And I had a client who... Or I had a client who wanted to write an agent who's going to write an offer. And we had multiple offers coming in. Yep. And... He called me and it was after six and my voicemail says, if this is after six, I'm on family time. I'll call you back the next day. Yeah. Um, and he said, it's funny on his voicemail. He said, Luke, I really want to get some questions answered. It's important. And then he goes, but not more important than your family. Call me back in the morning. Right. And I was like, I almost drove into Ording cause he's from Ording. Gave a hug. <laughs> um, once the kids were in bed. Um, and I, and, and I find that more people respect it as long as you communicate it clearly that this is how and we especially do on Sundays there's not a hell of a lot you can do on a Sunday not really because banks are closed your lender is your lender's not doing anything I mean yeah. and I don't mean that in a negative way it's just most most places and most people Sundays are are the the yeah. rest day and like it should be presto says every phone call goes to voicemail I'll call back around five listen when I he call, hates that. He <laughs> hates that. Uh, I've gotten that from Presto when I've called him. Um, Aaron says, "Day of rest may not always be Sunday, but you got to have one." Yeah, and for yes. everyone, it's different. For for Pitts's family, it's important because that's they have mass on Sunday and yep. it's day of rest. So um, Carlson says, "Asking the family for permission equals good boundary setting." Yeah, yeah it absolutely does. It's uh, this is all good stuff. Um, it's all really good stuff, and it's um, it is important, you know, and it's. We've talked about this before, dude, um, and it's. I guess it's prevalent because I'm leaving tomorrow. So today is like Christmas. It's hunting trip eve, um, and so um, when we first, when, when him and I first uh, got this thing going almost three years ago, right? Uh, when we first got the whole Luke and Rory thing off the you know the, the road show going, um, or or the or the shit show. Shit show. <laughs> it's the Luke and Roy it's, shit show. It's a circus. Uh, so, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> we just play professionals. <laughs> I can remember vividly being in the office. Or no, we were at coffee, I think. And I <laughs> I got to the point I said, hey, bro, you need to understand something about me. I take a lot of time off. <laughs> I was like, I take a lot of vacation. And, he ain't lying. You know, I, I firmly believe in work hard, play hard. And... Uh, he was, and I, he did admittedly tell you this, I think, uh, I think a bit taken aback. Like, I, and I think that first summer, he was a little bit like, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> like, and I, nah, uh, no, I never, I never thought that for a second, but I'm like, <laughs> what happened was, is as you, you took time off. Uh, I encourage you to take time off. I think you took time. Didn't you like go on a, I think you went on a camping trip with the family and then you went to Hawaii. 
That first summer, I think that for yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what it was? And and yeah. it wasn't. I was I wasn't questioning our partnership. What I was thinking, and this is the why vindic- am I not doing this? This is the vindictive side of me. Oh, that son of a bitch! I am going to take all of October off. I am no way. And that was you. You drink a lot of pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, and so <laughs> so I mean, the nice thing that has come about this is that you've made me realize I do need to take more time off. I need to. Yeah. Like when we went to Montana, that was glorious. Well, and it's funny. I've never had something like that. I think this is the first time you finally realized, and it took this long. Yeah. For you to realize, like, unplug the phone. That's why I'm here. Yep. You know, that's why you're here when I'm gone. And um, it, I think it, I think for both of our mental health, the partnership has been really good on that level. Um, you do feel comfortable you can take Sundays off. You... And that's a product of the entire thing, right? You yep. feel comfortable you can go to Montana for a week or whatever. And I've encouraged him to take more time because I know I, I take more time than he does. Um, <laughs> I'm working on it. And there's there's a day or two a year that I feel bad about it. But um... <laughs> as he's on vacation. But here's the deal. But here's the deal, though. Like in our industry, in every industry, like Casey, when we use Casey as an example, he's been at Fast and All for, gosh, 13 years now. Okay. And he has four weeks of vacation he can use a year, plus his sick days and that kind of stuff. So he really has like five weeks that he can use a year. So over 13 years, the company realizes that he deserves four or five weeks off a yep. year to do what he wants to do to make him happy. And, and that's awesome, right? Yep. Uh, we the same, same for us. And we may even take more. I don't even know. But... That's a goal. But that's, but <laughs> that's, that's why we goal. do what we do and why we work hard when we're not there and why we work... Why there's times on weeknights where I'm out showing houses instead of at home for dinner yep. or on Saturdays, you know, um, the one thing I've always said, and it's held true, is I will never miss one of my child's events, basketball games, sporting events. I learned that the hard way. Whatever. Yeah. And I haven't. Um, and um, it's paid off, I think, um, obviously in the relationship I have with my kids and, yep. and family, but it's paid off in business too, because it, it teaches us how to set boundaries. It, yep. it teaches us what's important. And I think our business is stronger for it. And, and so our too. partnership is stronger for it because we're so, like, in the know on what each other are doing. Yeah. And it wasn't like that early on. I think that's – I mean, it No, it, it drove me nuts. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like your wife in the sense of I put things on the calendar. And, and so I'm like, well, I'm going to plan something with Weaver, but I don't – does he got something going on? Or if I put something in the calendar, you're like, oh, I've got my, I've got Maddie's basketball tournament that time. I'm like, well, damn it, put it in the calendar. Yeah. Even and, in, even in emails and stuff. Is he even, still doesn't? Don't I get me wrong. Don't. I I've don't. just, I've come to be like, yeah, eh, he's available. He's available. I try to text him. <laughs> yeah, but like email for us is a big deal. We CC each other on everything. So like when he was in Montana, there was a couple times where all of a sudden I got hit up on things that he'd been working on. I'm like, I have no idea what the hell's going on. But I was able to just hop an email and like search a couple keywords and be like. Yep. Yep. Okay, here we go. This is what's happening, and yep. then get on it. So, but it's I, you know, to round it all back into form here for all of you out there. No matter what you're doing, you got to set some boundaries, man, and you got to schedule time that's your time and set um, some boundaries away from social media. I know that yeah, you're watching yeah, yeah. us here right now, and we love you all for doing that. And honestly, don't set boundaries that revolve around Luke and Rory. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and honestly, once COVID 19 is gone, I I wouldn't mind if we got together and had a little Luke and Rory live, uh, live, Truly live. at a pub. I mean, yeah. It, there's, we there, talked about that before. All this. What what does Bilbo what does Bilbo say? Because I know you read the books, but when he's at his he's in the Shire and he's talking about his birthday, and what is that famous phrase? I like some of you. Oh man, what is that phrase? Oh yeah, um, you got to look it up. Because more than I should, and some of you less than. Or, yeah. Yes, 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 and whatever that I'll phrase. That's kind of how I feel about social media. Some yeah. of you, I really, 
he'll find the phrase. Some of you, we really love. Some of you, you know, if we didn't see your post on social media, it would make our day a little bit, a Here little less sad. J-R-R- a little more sad. R-R- Listen to this phrase. I love this quote. Talking, um, I don't know half as you as well as I should like. And I like less than half of you, half as well as you deserve. <laughs> you got to kind of unpack it, but yeah. That's a beautiful phrase, beautiful quote. I love that. Yeah. Uh, which is true. It's like, I know some of you more than I really want to. And I don't know some of you as much as I'd like to. Well, that's the that's thing. That's a good with, way to put it. That's the thing with Facebook, right? Yeah. Is, uh, we get uh, we get some ins- we get more insights into people's lives now that we don't necessarily. There we go. I can. L says. Need. We can have we can just have a massive beach party at my house next summer. Excellent. On our way. Yep. On our Paul way. Paul Paul Carlson says I like none of you. Me, a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because Paul, can I can I tell you this? And I actually commented on his post <laughs> last. Uh, I think it was last night, and then I deleted it because um, I thought the sun is warping my mouse. This might Warp irritate his wife. Oh, um, oh boy. Oh boy. Paul said. Uh, Paul said. Fun fact: the total number of deaths in the U.S. to COVID is now over two hundred twelve thousand. Which equals the population of Tacoma, and I typed two comments and I deleted them both. One was, "Yeah, I don't really like Tacoma anyway." Oh <laughs> and, boy! And the other one was, "Good, because I really don't like people." So like, you know, it's essentially call the herd kind of thing. Oh, my wife. You know, this is why she's the producer. A, she's a better person than you. You well, know this, right? Well, that's obvious. Yeah. Yeah, she's absolutely better than you. But it's because of being around me, right? No, <laughs> she's trying not to laugh. Yeah, it's not gonna work there. <laughs> I can just I can just see Luke right now. I'm an a hole because it makes her a better person. <laughs> <laughs> Learning to deal with me has made her better with her clients. <laughs> You're welcome for your successful business. <laughs> I can I can just see her clients. That is really his thought problem. I know, I know it is. That's totally like legit. You stand on there, you can put it up over yeah. the rock. Like Are you gonna make sure she doesn't fall? You're just gonna watch. I'll catch her. <laughs> Yeah. I can just see her clients. Oh, we're so sorry. We're trouble to work with. Oh no. I'd like to no, know. Luke. I'm married to Luke. I'd like to know Luke and his bourbon better. I think that's a great <laughs> idea, Paul. I think it's. Thank you. I think it's a great idea. Thank you, idea, Rachel. Paul. And we should definitely uh, do that. Oh, that'd be a good idea. You know, what we should have, dude. We should have well, like a. Well, the thing is, the scam demic will be over on November fourth. I wonder if we could invite a bunch of people Whoops. to my place, like out here for like a fire. It doesn't even have to be on a Thursday, but we could do a live show. With like whiskey tasting, oh, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. So everybody bring your own shot glass. I'm gonna do some whiskey tasting this week, <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it leads to some venison tasting. A little rich, yeah. A little, a little rich. A little rich. <laughs> I think we're gonna go different than the rich. The rich and rare. Well, yeah, it's rare, all right. <laughs> it's rare that I feel good in the morning after uh, this. Well, let's transition into that. Um, okay. You will be gone next week. Hold on, oh. Carlson. If Rachel kills you on stream, it'll be justified, and the charges will be thrown out. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. I will. I will definitely uh, be a witness for the defense. It's like when Plache killed the killed the guy in the airport because <laughs> of the sun. They were like, "Oh, that's justifiable." Yeah, yeah. Same totally. deal. Same deal. <laughs> yeah. If if it ever comes out that that you've been killed by Rachel, I I think everybody will be like, "Yep." It, it, you we, saw even, it, we saw it coming. You won't even blink. You'll just pick up and keep going on with your day. Like, yep. Be like this. Be like, what took so long? <laughs> oh, oh. She she finally killed him. Uh-huh. All right. That makes sense. She often asks me the question, like, <laughs> how long have you been this much of an asshole? <laughs> I would lo- I would love to use that yeah. for the beginning of the podcast, yeah. but I just can't. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I could change it up for you. Yeah, can you change it up real yeah. quick? <laughs> she does that. She, uh, what is, last week, she just stopped and looked at me on the couch, and she goes, 
have you always been this much of an a-hole? <laughs> and I'm like, I think so. <laughs> Pretty sure. Perfect. Uh, There's the beginning of the podcast right there. But I grow on you. <laughs> oh, man. Perfect. That That's perfect. One hour, 20 minutes. Oh, I'll remember man. that. <laughs> All right. Well, you're leaving. You're leaving. Uh... Whiskey and tequila. Yeah. Oh, even Williams is one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay. William. Evan Williams. Evan Williams is one of my favorite. For for the price, right? Yeah, it's not. Evan Williams is not um, not going to hurt your pocketbook really too much. Well, so. you picked a good weekend because I know you're a big Seahawks fan. Whiskey and tequila, presto! Um, yeah, Seahawks are not playing on Sunday, dude. So didn't that work out perfect? Yeah, that's that's part of your your overall plan there. Because two years ago, was it two years? Three years? Yeah, ago, two years when ago. You were with me. We yeah. uh, we, we watched did, it in Wenatchee. We watched it in Wenatchee on the way, and it was because they were playing in London. Yes, so it was a weird. We were able to watch it early, and then. Um, and then last year, last year, I don't think you. I don't think you told me that you watched it. No, I drove into town on Sunday night into Republic. Oh, and then check scores, mm. and we had won. So I, the gotcha. rest of my week could go on. There you so, go. Yeah, Contrail is back. What up, homies? Quick note: Bill Burr is from Canton, Mass. Oh, there you ah, go. Ah, there you go. Yep. Hey, cute. Yeah. So yeah. So this guy's leaving. Okay. So I'm leaving tomorrow leaving morning, tomorrow. bright and early. Yep. Dude, you want to hear something great? Tell me. Uh, Joe called me yesterday. Joe Evans, Neil's yep, boy, yep. and he said, you know Joe, um, and he goes, hey dude, and instead of you driving, I'll just pick you up. All right. And I was like, yeah, but you might stay through next Sunday, and I'm going to leave on Friday. And he goes, yeah, i probably leave on Friday, and if I decide not to, you can just take my truck. So now I don't, oh. I'm not taking the Ds. I'm saving oh. a ton of gas money, dude. Okay. So, yeah, you are. Yeah. It's great stuff. Oh, that's cool. I'm excited that, about it. That's yeah. a, actually, that's a great, solid plan right there. And uh, Thursday night game in Vegas. That was epic last year. In that fact, was fun. That memory just popped up on my phone a while ago, um, and I was reliving it. It was uh, We had a lot of fun that That night. was fun. I mean, we, yeah. we watched the game with all the Seahawkers there, and then we went yeah. over the Fremont District. Which is the first time I've ever been in the Fremont District. Holy oh, cow. Fremont was great. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. I think Paul if said we're going to keep the show going, i got to take a potty break. Oh, t- take a potty break. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this potty break is bought, brought to you by Depends. You, carry on, dude. you don't know where you're going to be, but where you're going to be somewhere, you got to depend on being able to use a restroom. <laughs> great. He just left. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Luke while he's gone. Um Give in in one word describe Luke. In one word, just type in one word and describe Luke. Oh, that's right, Paul. You went to game. Di- that's right. That's right. I got to give you some hearts here. One word describe Luke. <laughs> we'll have a whole bunch of words for him when you come back. <laughs> yeah. So he's going hunting. He's going hunting tomorrow. Um, just real quickly. Uh, I've got it scheduled to have mandy atkins and kelly williams join me next thursday um haven't done a facebook live show with mandy in a couple years and when i used to do my facebook live show cup of coffee she'd do do the show like once a quarter and people loved it people thought it was great people just love the chemistry and the laughter and everything so i'm excited to have mandy and kelly join me uh <laughs> oh boy oh boy so quantrell says luke needs to wear a diaper Quantrell says gay. Paul says hairy. Preston says hair. David Magruder says naked. (laughs) You know, he could have just went over to the woods. He could have just did that. All right, so I've asked everybody here to describe you in one word. Oh, God. Yep, so here you go. Gay. 
<laughs> Harry. That, that was Q. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harry. Hair. Naked. <laughs> uh, this potty break is brought to you by an aging prostate. Yeah. I'm aging. Good. One star. Overrated. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is... I'm mean, going to get a colostomy bag. You know, know, the funny thing is, is ever since we've come out here to do the show at Weaver Woods, mm-hmm. what is my what is my routine? I set my computer down, and yeah, I go goes, over the woods and take a leak. I know. And then as soon as the show's <laughs> over, it usually goes and takes another one. And yeah. the funny thing is, is there's been a couple times where I've not had coffee in the morning. I've not had any water, because I'm like, I, I, I do this every time I go out there, so I'm not going to do it this time. I get out here, and it's like something gets triggered in me. Oh, yeah. Go dude, take yeah. a leak. I'm triggered. <laughs> um, so, okay. Yeah, we were talking uh, about hunting. Yeah, so Joe's going to pick me up. Nice, nice, nice. And then we're going to, which would be nice, because I'll get to ride with them instead of just driving six and a half hours yep. each way by myself. Yeah, um, listening to our podcast multiple yeah, times. Yeah, I am going to. Um, and we'll we'll stop in, uh, we're going to stop in, here's the, the rundown on the trip. We're going to stop um, in Wenatchee. And do grocery shopping. Because um, we're just going to grocery shop together, split the bill three ways for the nice. week. Nice, yep. Um, we'll get there tomorrow afternoon. We're going to go down in the flat. You know what I'm talking about, the flat down at the bottom of the hill when you first pull up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to go down in the flat and set up the sled and set our rifles in down there tomorrow afternoon. Because we were going to set them in last Saturday here. Remember mm-hmm. I told you. And oh, rain. It just pissed down rain all day long. So and That's crazy because where we were at, it was sunny all day. Oh, man. Yeah, so we just decided... Uh, nope. We're going to do it when we get there, so we're going to do that tomorrow. Uh, Paul Twible says, a colostomy bag is for poo, not pee. You want a urinary catheter to leg bag. Paul, can you hook me up? <laughs> that just sounds <laughs> painful. Oh, man. Um, nothing, goes, nothing goes in the pee-pee hole. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, you just wait. <laughs> um, and then it'll be a week of um, hunting up in Okanagan Territory, up by Canada, be at the cabin. Oh, you know what I sprung for? What'd you get? Got a nice, uh, a nice um, inverter generator, two thousand watt inverter. Oh. Like camping, mobile. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, so we're gonna actually instead of um, spending a bunch of money on all the propane mm-hmm. for the lanterns mm-hmm. um, in the cabin, we got string lights. Oh, okay. And we're gonna run those, and um, we'll be able to keep uh, keep lights in the cabin that way. Um, and we light, we do string lights outside so we can see. Outside. I don't know. I, I think the, the, the whole carbon monoxide in the cabin with the uh, lanterns <laughs> was kind of a cool idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great poison. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least it all goes to the top and out, right? You know, and the thing is, is like last year when we went to Vegas, I got a new CPAP machine just before we went down there. And so I, my, my CPAP machine is ultra portable now and uses a lot less energy. So it, I could have instead of the one i brought two years ago which used a lot of energy yeah. um this one would have used a lot less energy but yeah you know the thing was is it, i'm excited for you and i'm excited that um that you're going to be off the grid all mm-hmm. that time because uh, i love i love it up there uh, but i just i had this gut feeling it, more of the gut feeling was is that things were going to be chaotic and, and i mean chaotic not in a not in actually in the true sense but things were going to be very busy Mm-hmm. next week which they are and and it's come to fruition i've had three transactions that all got pushed the next week and i thought to myself there's no way in hell i could be out hunting and then go into republic every night and and try and deal with all of that and so so yeah but i mean this is this is the thing you love here's the thing you love hunting mm-hmm. i like it i mean you know yeah. it's cool but i don't have a deep passion for it so that's why i'm like you know what go 
You yeah, go. I have a good time. It. I appreciate it. And the it. thing is, is I would love to go up there and be off the grid. What, babe? I fell myself. You what? I myself. That's what I'm talking about. Way to go, sweetheart. Nice job. Love you, baby. So we need to hire an assistant for next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you're interested in joining us in real estate, uh, talk to us because we need you to be ready yeah. to run the business while I'm, while we're gone. And hunting for me is there's so much um, enveloped in it, like wrapped up in the whole thing. Oh yeah. Um, it's not it's not just about harvesting the animal, right? I mean, that's obviously the pinnacle, right? And that's um, what you're going for, but it's, I, and I said this to you before. I said, Pitts, you'll like it if you enjoy the process. Oh, yeah. Because there are years it's frustrating. Like last year, we got nothing, right? Um, but it's being up in the cabin. It's seeing the tamarack trees. Oh, yes. Um, it's seeing the leaves. It's 10 hours on the side of a mountain in total solitude, just, you know, thinking and, um, and not thinking. Yeah. You know, and enjoying just everything that's going on around you, it's being unplugged. Um, it's, you know, coming back to the cabin at night and building a drink with your buddy, you know, playing some cards yep. and, you know, hitting the rack and, and, you know, getting a good night's sleep and just feeling, waking up in the morning, knowing that you get to do it again, yep. you know, for a week. Um, so anyways, the entire, I've said to people a lot of times, like, don't go hunting. It's like fishing in the sense that like, I can go out fishing and not catch a damn thing all weekend right. and have the time of my life. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was talking to Court, which is um, Rachel's best friend, Amanda. It's her husband. You know, and he's from Colorado. And him and I are into a lot of the same things. Fishing, hunting, drinking whiskey. Um, great dude. Yeah. Really just all around. <laughs> yep. Great dude. Um, and um, him and I were texting back and forth the other day. And he said, uh, hey, how was your fishing trip? He was asking about going with Case. Yeah. And I said, you know, fish weren't really biting, but... Uh, you know, two and a half days out on the river drinking beer. And he goes, so successful trip then. Yeah, yep, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, and that's, hunting is like that, with, you know, for me as well. Like, I, obviously you want to get something, um, you want to fill the tag, but I'm going to have a, a great time no matter what. So. Uh, Quantrell says it's a good reset. Yep. It's a great re. Yeah, Q yep. knows. Q, Q loves it. Um, hey, Q, by the way, I got some, uh, I'll call you later. I got some, some elk hunting news. Um for you <laughs> that I was talking to a guy the other day. So, um, yeah, we'll have to figure that out. But uh, Paul Twible says propane doesn't put out CO. It puts out H2O. It's only dangerous in a oh. small airtight room where it may burn up all the o the oxygen. I use a propane heater in my ambulance every winter. Q right. says, so good to clear your mind and not have a thing you have to do. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, honestly, Q, the thing is, is that, that this is something that Luke and I can talk about offline, but maybe that's a, a goal for our business next year is to have someone or something in place that can, that, that we don't, if we don't want to go into Republic, we don't have to kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and that would be, that would be a, a goal. I'm, I've decided this year that I'm only going to go into Republic. So last year I went into Republic almost every day mm -hmm. at night. Um, yep. I've decided this year I'll be there for seven nights that I'm only going to go into Republic twice at most. Yeah. So I, yeah. I just, it ends up being, while I love Republic, and it's a great town. Um, Say hi to Lauren Culp while you're over there. Yeah, I think I'll go to Republic once and Cheesel once. So um, I love it, and it's a great town. It ends up being a drain on the experience because you drive a half hour into Republic. Mm -hmm. You know, I end up being there for an hour because I'm making phone calls or checking up on things. Yep. Um, and not even work stuff, just whatever. Um, yep. And then 
half hour back. It ends up being, you know, two, two and a half hours of, of my day when I could just be sitting by the pot belly stove. Are you seriously? Oh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> These cats, I tell you. Um, enjoying my time with my buddies and, and just kind of un, un, unplugging. So, um, so I'm not going to go into town as much and be communicative. Yep. And I think we got things, I think we got things, you know, we've been through me going to Montana. We've been through you going camping with the family. So I think we're at a point now where it, it, it's like you can really do that and not have to worry about a thing. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, which is great. Yep, yep. I know I don't have to We're getting there. We're getting, we're getting there. there. We're Three getting there. Three years later. <laughs> it's... Well, hey, um, you know, along with you going hunting, there's always the chance of the uh, the wild free-range cow to come chase you. Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the video of that guy who was hi- hiking in Utah and the cougar? No. Oh, you haven't seen that video? Hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay, if you've seen that video, give a heart. Give a heart right now. Um, so dude is out there hiking in on one of the trails there in Utah, and all of a sudden a mama cougar comes out on the trail. Oh man. And so he's starting to so he breaks out his phone and he's recording this. You gotta get big and be loud. And he's as he's backing down the hill. And it's funny because my kid said later something that's pretty obvious, but he didn't do it. And so he's slowly backing down the hill and this mama cougar is walking towards him, and then at one point kind of just charges at him and then stops and it's like it's such a quick reaction that's scary as hell to see fangs and claws coming at you and finally after six minutes minutes this guy surrounded by rocks yeah picks up a rock and throws it and mama cougar takes off bolted yeah which i just (laughs) i showed the video to christy and i said (laughs) i don't want to die today this is why i think that was his exact quote um cruder I've seen a better one with the cougar following a dude. <laughs> the, cougar, <laughs> the cougar woman. It was better. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, and I, I told Christy, right now I'm reading Night of the Grizzlies. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Night of the Grizzlies, that is the story about the only, the first grizzly deaths, human deaths. The same night. Uh, yeah, in, in Glacier National Park. And so when I first, when our good friend Will, when I visited Will back in August, he was sharing that story with me. And so that's when the idea kind of caught in my head of maybe we should get some bear spray. And so on our backpacks, we have the, the bell. So the little bell that, you know, warns any animals far ahead of time that we're coming in our, my family, my family, <laughs> they'll break the nature sound. They're so loud. Um, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. Any bear can hear us coming 5,000 miles away. <laughs> Getting out of here. Um, but Christy and I also have bottles of bear spray now and we just have them on our backpacks where we can just grab them really quick. And, you know, at first I thought, well, I've got my gun. Cue cougar rounds down range. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is I, I, you know, I'm thinking I've got my gun. I carry it with me when I, when I'm hiking and I read a whole bunch of different things and people are saying that's a good idea. That's a good thought. It's a good backup plan. Yeah, it's a good backup plan, but chances are you're not going to be able to grab your gun quick enough, and the chances of you actually getting a shot in that's going to stop it in enough time, you're better off grabbing the bear spray and just fire and just letting it go because the, the stream goes out there. It automatically blind temporarily blinds them, and at that point they're like, F this, I'm we're out, out of here. Yeah. yeah. And and so that's, that's why we got it, and... I thought, you know what? That could be used on cougars, too. That could be used on any animals that's trying to do anything. Um, but, yeah, you should see that video, dude. It's scary as hell. Now, you have a story, and you shared it before, and I wanted you to share it again. Okay. Uh, because 
one, I got two questions for you. Not two questions. I got one question for you, and then I want to hear your story again. Okay. Oh, here's the... Oh, you know, but I, I don't want to play it right now because I don't know if it'll... Uh, I don't know if it'll kick us out or whatever. I but. bring... So I bring Bear Spray up with me, and I have it on my pack when we're hunting. Yeah. Um, and in that area... That's what I was going to ask you. First question. When you've gone hunting up there before, what have you seen... Uh, up there besides free range cattle free range cattle i've also seen um there are some wild horses up there my very first year up there like 11 years ago um uh, i came across some some wild um horses which was awesome to me yeah oh yeah like, like wild horses i took pictures of them and um it was really cool to see um i've not seen i've seen a bear up there once um, we saw a bear up there two years ago. Oh, so no, twice. That's right. So twice. That's yep. right. Yeah. That's right. So I've seen bear up there twice. The first time I saw a bear was actually not during hunting season. It was during the summer. We just went up, um, the whole Evans family and our family, we went camping. <laughs> um, Paul Twyle says, technically bear spray is illegal to use on humans, but works well on Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> is Antifa classified as human? I thought it was an idea. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Quantrill says, I'm pulling the trigger. I know I can kill it. I use the bear uh, bear spray as seasoning. seasoning. <laughs> Little pepper. So I'm off fit in the sense that I don't want to kill the bear or cougar. I would rather they survive. But, yeah. Um, so I've seen, yeah, so we saw a bear up there one summer. And um, I think that was a bear and a mom, I think. Yeah, I was, yeah. Which, thank goodness we were in the cabin when we saw it. We're yeah. like, uh, yeah, we'll stay right here. Well, and remember, and actually, okay, now you're really refreshing me. They got into I our saw crap. a bear in the summer. Okay. Uh, we had bear up there when we were up there two years ago, and last year a bear wiped out some of our food supply. Oh, on the that's deck. right. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. So I've had it three times. Um, we've come Do you up, think had... a bear got Earl? No, I think magpies got Earl a little bit. Magpies, okay. If okay. it was a bear, it would have been gone. That's true. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm like, that's a really lame ass so bear. So <laughs> the deer that we got up there, it was chewed on in the morning a bit on one of the haunches. Yeah. And it was just, um, it probably, you know, there's probably a few magpies that got. You know, two pounds of meat off jackasses. Of it. Yeah, um, torn it a little bit, but yeah. So I, I'll bring bear spray. I'm more concerned about cougars up there. Yeah, about mountain lions up there, um, especially when I'm alone up there, high on those ridges. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're deathly quiet. You yeah. want unless they want to be seen or heard, there you're not going to. And, and they're and correct me if I'm wrong, but they're not like bears in the sense of bears don't want to have anything to do with you. Correct. Bears, for the most part, don't want to have anything to do with you unless they're really hungry, like right. really hungry, um, or unless it's a mama bear situation and right. she feels threatened. Um, cougars, on the other hand. Which is tough because when you're hunting, you want to be quiet. Yep, exactly. <laughs> cougars, for the most part, don't want much to do with you, but they are more apt to stalk you than um, than a bear will, for sure. Okay. So um, I've often thought that I, I'm, you know what? I, I, I'll go out and I'll say, in all the years I've been up there, I'm certain that at some point a, a cougar has probably followed me enough. You know, <laughs> um, I'm lucky in the sense that I'm very big, um, and so that might have been enough. That might be enough to keep them off. Yeah. Typically, they'll tell you to face them, make yourself big and loud, and they'll, for the most part, back off. Which is crazy. You don't want to turn because that because oh, that'll kick no. their stalking instinct. In, oh but, yeah. Uh, you watch that video later and. Uh, it definitely was a mama cougar. Because, yeah. And I don't know if this guy didn't know to make himself big, but he just was back, just backing up. Yeah. And uh, it took a rock, throwing a rock at her. But, man. Yeah. 
Yep. Ooh. Well, so you've got a story, and I know you shared it before, but some people might, might not have heard it. When you went fishing a couple of years ago over in, uh, was it Yellowstone? Yellowstone. Uh, you got to share the story again because it's it's pretty remarkable. This bear wasn't going to stop. <laughs> <sighs> Didn't seem like it. Um, <coughs> yeah, we were up there. It was funny because we were actually... Usually when you're over there, it's the Lamar Valley where you'll see a lot of the Grizz and stuff. And they're usually not this far onto the towards West Yellowstone because there's a lot more people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had parked on the Madison River. And we had uh, what we'd want to do, we could see across the river where we wanted to be. Okay. Um, but it was pretty deep there. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, well, let's go up the river. We'll fish a few spots, cross, and come back down. Okay. So we did. We went up river. Actually, no. We went down river um, about 300 meters or so, and then we fished a little bit, and then we crossed where it was about knee knee deep there, and uh, we got to the side, and we went all the way back up to across from where our truck was. Okay. And the reason we went over there is there was a there was like a bit of an island out there with a channel going through, and we wanted to hit that channel. Okay. And so <laughs> Casey and I are on the upriver side, and it was kind of wide of this little island. And, and Ryan was on the downriver side and fishing kind of down. And Casey and I were throwing up into it and, and letting our fly come down through that channel. And Casey all of a sudden goes, he was on the, he was more out into the river. I was closer to the shore. He goes, dude, is that a bear? And I was like, I look and I was like, I don't see one. No, I don't think so. I don't see one. <laughs> and we're, you know, we keep throwing our fly. And all of a sudden he goes, do you think it's a bear? And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, here, walk this way a little bit. And then he stood over my shoulder and like pointed where I, you know, so I could follow his arm. Yep. And I go, no, I think it's just a a stump. Oh my God, that's a bear. (laughs) (laughs) And it did look kind of like a rock or a stump. And then all of a sudden it stood up. Um, (laughs) And it was very obviously a grizzly. And at this point it's like 200 or 300 meters, probably 300 meters away. Okay. But we could see it pretty good. It's clear day. I mean, at this point it was kind of clear out and, um, you know, you could see it. It's, you know, the grizzlies have that distinct, mm-hmm. you know, cackle kind of thing up yep, here. And, yep. um, and it's looking around and Casey and I, I don't want to throw anybody into the bus here, but Casey and I, <laughs> but he will. Casey and I are pretty chill in these situations. And we've had, we've been around bear before up in the Olympics. Like we're pretty good at responding the way we should. Um, Ryan's not had the experience that those experiences. He's not been with us in those situations, and so he was a little bit more like, "Holy crap!" Mm-hmm. Um, when he heard us saying there was a bear. Yep. So yep. both Casey and I were like, "Dude, we're fine. Just keep fishing. You know, just keep our eye on it." Yeah. So I literally, I, I keep throwing my line out. I pull out my camera and I, I start to video, and I make it about 15 seconds before I go. I'm like, "Yeah, there's a bear down there," and uh, we're just kind of keeping an eye on it. Uh, he's coming this way. We got to go. <laughs> like, you can hear me. Like, we got to go. And I hit it off and I throw it in my, I got a waterproof pouch in my waders. I throw it in there and I start yanking my line in and Casey's doing the same thing. And Ryan can't see, which is probably leading a little bit to why he was a little bit more panicked and we could see. Right. Um, okay. He's like, oh, you know, he's trying to get his line in. And, um, we step across the channel and back up onto the shore and we're thinking we got to go all the way 300 meters or so down river to get across. Oh um, yeah, and so we start heading, and it's Casey in front, then me, and then Ryan's behind me, and <clears throat> I'm looking over. I keep looking over my shoulder to see. Casey can't really see past me and all that, and so I'm kind of updating. I'm like, "Yeah, he's still coming. He's still coming." So by the time we got our lines in and we got onto the shore, 
He's probably within like 200 meters of us. Oh my gosh. And he's not like, he or she's not moving fast, but coming towards us, right? And obviously sees us. Um, and so we just kind of kept going and all of a sudden I go, I remember I, Kate, and Casey's being very like, he's because Acres being just going, should we, should we cross? Should we run? You know, he's like, and Casey's like, just, dude, just keep walking. Just be calm. Just, just keep going. Okay. And, and I'm kind of updating. I go, he's just, he's still coming. He's still walking. He's still coming. He's still coming. And I go, dude, he's run. He's, I said, he's moving. And Casey stopped and looked and I was like, we got to cross. I go, Casey, we got to cross now. And cause it, I mean, it's deep, but we're like, we got to go. Like, oh. and Casey yells, he's like, throw your rod if you have to. Like if it gets to that, like essentially just get rid of your rod if you have to. Um, and so we just hung a right into the river and we're immediately up to over oh, our waist, um, uh, coming up to chest deep and, um, and we turn and the bears at a good gallop coming our direction. Oh, geez. And <laughs> so we get to the middle of the river and in the middle of the river, there was like a, a buildup of rock and, and whatnot, like, you know, um, a higher level. And we got up there and we're like knee deep and I break out my camera and I turn on the videoing. And at this point, the bear has stopped motoring towards us okay he's just kind of walking and sauntering and looking at us and um and then we notice across the river right where our truck is there's like 15 20 people out with their cameras <laughs> i can't miss a moment to get this on social media <laughs> yeah. oh yeah so the best so the best part of this is i'm videoing and, and casey and i are there and ryan's not caught up to us yet and, and we're kind of like and we're like yeah there he is right there uh he's coming this way he obviously sees us and all of a sudden you hear the water like of Ryan comes just and he goes, Oh boy. <laughs> and we're talking about how far he is off. And, um, it's funny. Ryan like was having, right. Well, I don't know if Ryan had his eyeballs in, you know, he's got contacts or whatever. I don't know if he had his eyeballs. He goes, Oh, he's a good four or 500 meters off. Is he in case? Like, no, <laughs> like, you know, he's probably hundred, 150 meters off. Um, he's like, Oh man. And we're like, dude, we're okay. We're out in the river. He's probably not going to come out and mess with us out at this point. Um, okay. And uh, so we're like, let's just get across. And so we watch him for a minute. I got him video, and then we start to go off. And we, I put the camera away. And it's funny, Casey and I are just kind of plodding along. Ryan is so anxious to get across. He starts trying to go really fast and just takes a sit right in the drink, dude. Water over the top of his waders. Oh. He fills up with water. So now he's floating and heavy, and he's like. And I'm laughing, right? <laughs> like a good friend. And I, and I wish I had this part on camera because he's yelling at me. He's like, F you, man. <laughs> and I'm done. And Casey's already across. Casey's pretty good in the river. He's pretty pretty spry. Um, and he's already on this side. And he's laughing from the riverbank or whatever. And um, I think Ryan ends up beating me across, but he's soaking wet. And I just come up there. And we get up, and he's trying to get his waders off, and he's pissed. And um, we start talking. We're watching the bear at this point. Yeah, because it's still coming towards, and it actually got close to where we were at. And uh, it's funny we're talking to the people there, and all of a sudden one of the guys is like, "Yeah, we saw him, and we saw you guys down. Were you you guys were the ones down there?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he's like, "We were wondering how long it was going to take you to notice him." And I'm like, "Hey, bud." (laughs) Ryan is pissed. Like, and I'm like, "Hey, bud." Like, I know it'd be really cool for your social media account to see me getting gnawed on by a bear, but you think you could have chucked a rock or yelled, waved your arms or something, like, instead of just watch with your camera? Oh, man. Thanks, a-hole. Yeah. So, anyway, here's the, so here's the kind of the, the funny thing, too, is timing-wise, is we get, so from the time we initially see the bear to the time we get crossed and get to the other side, probably five minutes. 
right? Okay. Seems like a long time, but it was probably right. five minutes. Right. Um, and we're up there stripping our, our um, waders off, and we're like, let's just strip off, get in the truck. Acres already stripped down because he's soaking wet, <laughs> and he's changing. And um, We get in the truck after we wash the bear. Well, the bear then goes up in the woods. Okay, okay. He goes up in the tree line. We don't see him. And then it's like, all right, let's get out of here. We hop in the truck, and we're not 30 seconds down the road before the largest hail I've ever seen in my life starts oh, coming down. Oh, wow. I'm talking golf ball size hail. Like, I'm, I'm, a, we rented the, the truck we had was a rental, obviously. I'm uh-huh. like, dude, we paid for the extra insurance, right? Because this thing is wasted. At this oh, period. man. I mean, huge hail. Probably not golf ball size. It was probably like the size of like shooting marbles. Okay. You know, like okay. just, and, um, it is just nailing the truck. <laughs> and it dawned on me, it dawned on me that if we had been on the other side, if we hadn't seen the bear first and the hail had happened first, we would have all stripped our line and gone into that tree line Oh, to, to wait it out. Oh. Which would have put us right over there with the bear in the tree line. <laughs> hey, boys. <Yeah. laughs> How we doing, fellas? Yeah, so... Um, Meat's back on the menu, boys. And so we kind of started. We started processing that, and I was like, "Man, I'm really glad we saw him before this hit. Like, yeah. if we hadn't have noticed oh my him gosh. and this hit, we wouldn't have been paying as much attention. We would have just stripped line and gone into the tree line to kind of hide out. And so, oh my gosh, that would have been like a series of unfortunate events. Oh yeah, it's starting to big old hell. Yeah. You run over there. Oh hell! I know. And then I, all I could think about through the whole thing of Ryan trying to get across the river and all that was. One of my all-time favorite movies is The Great Outdoors with John Candy. Yes. Yes. Big Bear. Big Bear chase me. Big, big Bear. Big Bear chase me. And then the bear he knocks into her and he's jumping on top of him. And he's, ah, ah, ah. The bald-headed bear. Yeah. Uh, you know what makes me sad about that movie is that when I watched it as a kid, I loved it. And as I watch it as an adult, I, I still enjoy it. I didn't realize how much cussing was in it. No. Uh, yeah. Which, is, you know, it's kind of like if you're trying to... You're trying to shield your kids to a certain extent there's movies out there that i can't have my kids watch because it's as a kid i watch Spaceballs. great mm-hmm. example i could i could recite Spaceballs. yeah i can't have my kids watch it right I now i think that you and i <laughs> yeah, are uh on a different area on that in the sense that uh it's funny things will be said in movies and i'm like i'm gonna look at the kids we were watching something a few weeks ago and i was like it's like, oh, you guys got to watch this. It was one of my favorites when we were a kid. And then there was a few language spots, and I was like... Yeah? And yeah. they were unfaced. And I, I was like, hey, start with the language. And, and both Maddie and Lane were like, Dad, we go to public schools. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, your kids are homeschooled. So <laughs> I'm like... That's a good point. Uh, well, like, even with Back to the Future, yeah. we, we were watch, we, we watched it one time, and uh, I was like, man, I didn't realize this as a kid. And you you think people were more uptight back then, yeah. but it, uh, it was different. Yeah, so... Um, well, fortunately, I is, have is not my had kids any want story. to see the video of the the bear. They want to see it, and, and I've it? only let them see it with the volume off. So, <laughs> to give you an idea of what's going on in the video. Oh um, man! Well, I can't imagine. Yeah. I just, I, I would hope that I would. I, I love, would hope I would not act like Ryan, but I also feel like I could also act like Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I think now that he's been through that, his second time around would be different oh yeah you know? yeah he'd be like okay um, it's chill I, you I, really got to keep your wits about you and i think for me probably all the training i had in the marine corps and stuff about just you know always kind of having your head on and so you can rationalize decisions and yeah and whatever um probably helps but um yeah any of those situations you just got to kind of 
Well, hopefully when you're up there this week, you won't uh, you won't encounter any bears or cougars or anything like that, and yeah, and all that good stuff. And I'll I'll be down here fighting the uh, the humans. <laughs> I'll take my chances. <laughs> you may come you may come back, and there might be the most biggest October surprise you've ever seen in your yeah. entire life. Funny thing about Great Outdoors, I was going to mention real quick was. Um, uh, oh, Paul wants to know. Paul Twyman wants to know. Would you let your kids watch Blazing Saddles? Hundred times. Uh, 100%. When they're teenagers and their mom's not around. <laughs> Where are... the white women at? Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely, I absolutely will. Um, I love that. Oh, that phrase. I, I watched that movie with John when I think he was sixteen or seventeen, and he just looked at me and goes. They made this back then? I'm like, yeah, we couldn't make this today. There's mm-hmm. no way we can make this movie today. Nope. It's, um, <laughs> the thing I love about Great Outdoors, I was going to tell you, is that uh, as a kid, it's a different viewing experience than as an adult. Yeah. And I could identify it with it at both times. Yeah. I can remember being a teenager and totally identifying with like his son that's like trying to chase the tail, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh man, this is just classic. Like, yeah, you know, Dan yeah. Aykroyd just being a pompous jerk the whole time and Candy trying to deal with him and. Uh, everything going, and honestly, I think of John Candy. I think you. Like I'm like, this, <laughs> this would be pits right here. Just everything coming off the rails, and finally, just like that's it. Everybody in the car. Oh yeah, yeah. I... When you came back from Montana and you were telling oh, me, everything, I was yeah. like, I was like, dude, this is the script for the Great Outdoors. Well, I've been accused of being called Clark Griswold, and it it's absolutely true. Yeah, like, Miles if... is great. Oh, would I let him watch it? Not yet. No. Yeah, that's what he was asking. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> when you said absolutely a thousand times, I'm like, oh, I don't yet. know about you, Weaver. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Not yet. But yeah, dude, I've um, Christy's actually accused me of this um, when we like have a plan. Yeah. Like we go out and do like holiday things on a on a Saturday during during December or whatever. Or we go out to the pumpkin patch or we go do whatever we're gonna go do. And I've got these grand ideas of how that day's gonna go. And then when it falls off the rails, I act like Clark Griswold and just like. I lose it to the point of, oh, hell no, we ain't done. We're going to finish this kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, that's the problem is I always, I always, these grand ideas. And then when the kids don't respond how I expected them to respond to something. Uh, but no, you got a great point with that Montana thing, dude. I was, I was as red as I've ever been. Or in a long time. I thought uh, Great Outdoors was kind of a kid movie. I dude, I love it, man. I, I love the great I, outdoors. I get something different out of it now than I did when I was a kid, and I love that it's kind of like it was made in a way that like the idea or the the meaning of it could kind of morph and still. And you know, they actually filmed that uh, in California. Yeah, there's a Big Bear, right? Up in Big Bear, area? So I think it was up in Big Bear area, and I think they played it off as like some place up in uh, the Great Lakes area or something. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's funny because I watch those kind of movies and to me, that is the, that's the experience I'm shooting for. Like when I was thinking of Montana in a roundabout way, I was shooting for what happened in the great outdoors, that kind of experience. Yeah. And so sometimes when you, like, the old 96 or well, like when you go to Missoula, you know, like when I went to Missoula, I'm like, yeah, this isn't the experience I was thinking of. Now when we went to whitefish, it was a little, a little bit closer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I have those notions of be like the great outdoors, get this big ass cab, big ass log cabin. Yeah. Have just a big family. The bat. Oh my gosh, the bat, the raccoons. Oh, and yeah. that's the other thing too. You can't you can't let your kids read what the raccoons are yeah. saying. <laughs> Great movie. My parents turned off Animal House when they pulled the. Okay. <laughs> I can still hear my mom saying, "Dog, dog." <laughs> Yeah. Also, it's not just my wife that says that kind of stuff. Yeah. Animal like House. we'll watch something all of a sudden. Rory. I'm like, I didn't. Oh. God. Oh. Not my plan. Yeah. Like so, 
I've got this dilemma going on. I haven't talked to Christy about this. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands, it's that time of year. It's Halloween. It's yep. all that kind of stuff. Tim Burton. Overall, Edward Scissorhands is... Fairly innocent. Fairly innocent. Now, there is that one trampy lady that's trying to chase after him and get yeah. some tail or vice versa. And there's the scene where, you know, he accidentally cuts her clothes off or something like that. And so I'm trying to decide, is that big of a deal? Like, can I still let the kids... Is, is the movie overall good despite that? Because, I mean... I think there's a lot of lessons in Edward Scissorhands that are unexpected in the sense of, like, accepting people and, yeah. and all that. Um, I also think... And I struggle with this. Um, I struggle with this. I think that we at times as parents, it's too full to it. We shield them. We overly shield them. Yeah. Shield them too much. And it ends up making them ill-prepared for the world. It can make them ill-prepared for the world. And, yeah. And two, um, and two, um, we we end up um, we end up inadvertently insulting their intelligence, you know, in the sense that like, you know, Ryan and Bella are very smart kids. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I I bet they would barely blink. You know, you know I mean? it, that you bring up a great point because I think that sometimes yeah. I think that sometimes when we watch movies and something like that happens, and I'll get a look from the missus and there's part of me that's thinking if we just don't say anything it'll yeah. just go right over their heads it's not that big of a deal yeah. i mean there's certain things yes but i mean it, like connotation sometimes and and they understand and they get more than what we realize yeah you know what i mean um and it was a surprise for me when at some point we have to realize our kids are going to grow up well it was a surprise for me when jesse was still a teenager to read some things that she wrote and i went where did my little angel go? Yep. I've been and then that. Um, read things that John has wrote. And John shared some stories with me. And I'm like, where did my little angel go? And most recently, uh, I had a situation with Kaylee where I just went, where did my little angel go? And so the thing is, uh, to your point, they experience a lot more of the world than we give them credit for. And I think I think part of us needs to realize that we we shouldn't, I mean, we don't want to encourage it. But at the same time, it's not going to shock them. It's not, and I, I, I've kind of come around to this notion too that, um, what are we going to? Would you rather them have experienced oh these things? <laughs> Paul Carlson says I've let Cat watch the Human Centipede. Her favorite is the second movie. <laughs> oh my god! Of course he has. She probably graded it out too. It's for art. Even. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to remember too that they're going to have these experiences, no matter yeah, what. Yeah. Yeah. And would you rather be able to? sit there and explain something to Gosh, them or yeah. to be in that situation or for them to be in a situation when they're with their friends and they get caught off guard by something and they look foolish. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think we overly, sh we, we can have a tendency to overly shield our kids sometimes. Um, uh, Paul says, Paul Twibel says you can't be their friend though. Yeah. There has to be that line where something is not okay because you're their parent. They'll laugh about it with their friends, but not appropriate to laugh about it with you. You know what, Paul, that's a, that's a fantastic point. That's something I have struggled with. Um, because I've wanted to be friends. I've wanted to be friends with Jesse when she was growing up and I wanted to be friends with John and I wanted to be the cool dad overall. And there were the moments where I had to pull, you know, pull Rory senior out of a hat and act like a dick. Rory um, the first dude. Yeah. 
but overall, I wanted to be I wanted to be the cool dad. I wanted to be the okay dad. I wanted to be the hip dad. I mean, I was the dad that gave them their their smartphones when they were super young. Dumb move on my part. And and so that's what I struggle with. And I think that's a struggle I'm having right now with Kaylee. Is I've been I've been more of a strict dad um, and less of a friend. And like we're going through something right now where she has uh, she's she's dealing with some growing pains. I guess that's the best way to put it. And I look at her like last night I looked at her and she, you know, she was sad. And I'm thinking, this is for your greater good. This is for your greater good. And I got to tell myself that this is for your greater good. And I had to explain to her, I said, I had a boss. I had a boss when I worked at Eagle, Eagle Hardware and Garden. And he was an ass. He was an absolute ass. And by the time I got promoted, he just came up to me and he said, I'm very proud of you. And, and it was at that moment I realized he was preparing me to be promoted. Yeah. And I didn't realize it at the time. And I'm just wondering, why are you acting like a jackass? And it was to make me a better person. And, I, and that's kind of like what I'm doing with Kaylee right now. But it's a great point is if you're too much of a friend, then I don't yeah. think there's I don't think there's that same respect as, oh, this is my dad. Right. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I, so I got to think about that. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards. Uh, I love this cat, by the way. Now the cat's just chilling with oh, us. Yeah, she's great. Josie. Um. Yeah, I'm leaning towards watching the movie and then just kind of what happens happens kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we're trying to we're trying to find Halloween themed movies that are appropriate. Which Halloween. is which is yeah, which you're 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 one of those asshats that posted on the I posted on on Facebook Hall, fa- family friendly Halloween movies and someone put it, someone put Halloween, someone put the, the human centipede. I'm like Thank you. you. You're some of my best friends. Thank you, Jack. That's jackasses. Why <laughs> That's why we do it. All, All right. right actually, I forgot how un- inappropriate Halloween is until Rachel had never seen it. And then she's like, oh, I need to watch Halloween. And I'm like, so we watched it, I think, last year or the year before for the first time for her. And there, uh, you know, there's like some nudity, uh, you know, there's some ton of nudity back nudity in the day. In it, and then I'm just like, oh, I forgot about that. Like, I'm glad I didn't let the kids watch this. <laughs> so I was watching some movie. I was be- watching the beginning of some movie. Uh, that John Travolta was in back in 1981, and it was something along the lines of he caught he was a sound engineer that caught something on audio that was uh, detrimental to a, a candidate of some kind. And the first five, I think it was a Brian De Palma movie, and the first five minutes is just boobs everywhere. And I'm thinking, hold on, what movie is this? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, first study. I'm doing. Yeah, this is the night. This is the early 1980s yeah. where they just did it all just over the place. Gratuitous nudity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Molly says, "Faces of Death." There you go. That's a good family-friendly oh, movie. Good God. Uh, there's a new Adam Sandler movie, a Halloween movie out. I've heard of this, but I haven't seen what about it. Hocus Pocus. Uh, Hocus Pocus. I saw that for the first time last year. Yeah. Everybody had talked about it. I My actually, me too. It. Same. And so I watched it. I'm like. Yeah, okay, so it's your typical yeah. 90s movie. Yeah. Disney 90s movie. Kids love it. The girls love it. Yep. We watched another Disney movie the other day, and I can't... No, I'm sorry. I can't remember what it was, but it was a movie I hadn't seen, and it was a Halloween-themed one, but... Mm. Must have been really... Must have really resonated with me, because I can't remember the name of it. There's a new Adam Sandler. I see Faces of Death. Laugh Out Loud found that at a high school party. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, so... Oh, my goodness. Well, let's wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. Put a bow on it. Things to do. Yep. So I got you, some packing to do. You got some packing to do. Some gotta, deals to go over with you. Yep. You got to get yeah. crack a lacking. Me, I've got to uh, watch a cat take a bath. <laughs> this is like my favorite cat in the world. It's a good she's, cat. She's I think awesome. this is a cat that hung out with us when you had the bonfire out there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure it is. She seems like a pretty good cat. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. She's um, a killer, dude. She is a killer. 
Sure. Fish is getting put away, in, everybody. In the fridge, yeah. With My daughter couldn't wait two minutes for that. Oh, that yes, that's right, Molly. Yep. Molly, and honestly, Molly, I'm just now getting back into the groove of things. Uh, I've had a couple people that have reached out to me and said, hey, it's time to go get some, some coffee. So I'm getting back to it. I will reach out to you soon, I promise. Paul says, the new Sandler uh, Halloween movie is more repugnant, offensive than Faces of Death. <laughs> All <laughs> well, right. This is, calling, this is coming from Paul Carlson. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, he yeah. hates the Mariners, so... <laughs> Can't blame him. So. Right. Uh, yeah, so you're crack a lacking. You're not gonna be here next week. Um, plan is to be doing the show with uh, Mandy and Kelly. That should be a good time. Uh, if you guys like the one star reviews, we'll do that again. Think of places that we can do. I got the idea because I was listening to podcast and guy was reading one star reviews of the Vatican. Oh God. And it was funny. It, it's the same stupid stuff. People yeah. were giving reviews off of things that had nothing to do with the Vatican. The bread in Rome was so dry. <laughs> so, someone, put on, someone put on there, one star review, my car was broken into 10 blocks away. What? Pope's fault. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so Anyway, so yeah, Luke will be back in two weeks. Uh, hopefully he won't be mauled by a bear or a cougar or a wild horse or a free-range cow. Um, hopefully... Uh, Hopefully people don't lose their mind up there. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. So. <laughs> Bring a big old thing of rum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, man, we got uh, we had a closing two days ago. And two yesterday. Good, our good friends uh, Peter and Sarah they closed. They the closed sale. their sale, and today they're going to close their purchase, and they're moving out. They're moving back out to the homeland, yep. out the old Mason County. Which, dude, when I went out there yesterday to give them the key. It was like perfect North Mason weather. Like Good. the sun was shining. There were the white, kind of like this right now. The yeah. white clouds, um, being out there, being out there, um, kind of out by Lake Devereaux area. Yeah. Quiet. You couldn't hear Highway 3. Razor Road. Oh, man. So nice out there. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I went down Razor Road. Yeah. Uh, holy cow. Dude. Alderwood is so much better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went down Razor, I went back down Razor Road after we did the walkthrough. You could get through? Uh, yeah, well, no, no, no. Down to Back down to South Shore. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, got it. Okay. and so I went back down to South Shore. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how people live on that hill. Yeah. I'd, I'd go up Alderwood, too. That just, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so they closed. Um, we got we got great... Uh, great... Daniel and Christina, yep. our military couple coming from Kansas. It'll be here tomorrow, late tonight, tomorrow. They closed on their house yesterday in Yelm. That's awesome. And they haven't seen it in person. No. They've done it all through They've video. They've seen it through the eyes of Luke and Rory. Yep. So, yep. yeah. And that's, that's awesome because we've been looking quite a while for them and thank yeah. goodness we found something for them just in time too yeah yeah so, and then yeah. we got a we got a listing going live tomorrow got another listing going live next week yeah, we've got some closing next week yep surprise yeah <laughs> shocking yeah um other than that man things are going good um you know extremely grateful for everything that's been going on My especially full, dude especially in covid19 times man i mean we we kind of joke about it we get irritated about it sometimes but you know, there's people out there that are still dealing with unemployment, still dealing with craziness. Uh, family members have passed away, things Very like blessed. that. And, uh, yeah, blessed. every night saying my prayers, I am just full of gratitude. And yeah. uh, I'm going to give a little vague book right now. Oh, freaking Yeah, vague book. There might be something big coming soon. Or there might not. You never know. <laughs> I'll punch him in the ear once we're off air. All right, you guys, thank you so much. Take care of yourselves. Yeah. God bless all of you. Luke, be safe this week. Don't die. Come I'll back. consider it. Because I need to go on vacation after you get back. I'll consider it. <laughs> <laughs>
And uh, Luke will... If Luke I don't make it back, bring Adam Cable in or something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Luke will talk to you again in two weeks. I will see you all again. Bye, guys. Happy hunting. Next Thursday. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs> End of line.